Welcome, welcome, welcome to Show Versus Business, your weekly take on pop culture from two very different perspectives. I'm your host, Theo, and on the line, I have the man himself, Mr. Bitcha. What is up, my man? Oh, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm hype, man. We're about to get into this today. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining. This week, we have a great show. We're going to talk a little bit about Disney. Oh, man, if you didn't hear, D23. There's a lot of hot news out there in these streets, and so we'll, that'll be our big feature for this week. Uh, but we'll also do a little bit about, you know, how to get into Disney, and then also what our, our new feature, what you checking out? <laughs> what are you watching <laughs> that the other person probably needs to check out, check out as well? And then finally, you know, we'll cover a little news, a little smattering of Disney news out there we cover. But before we get into all that, Mr. Benja, how was your week? Well, week was good, man. Coming off the uh, coming off this heat wave, dog. I had to learn how to make my own sorbet and everything just to keep cool. Oh, fancy sorbet! Yeah. <laughs> sorbet, man. Yeah, no, I couldn't do too much ice cream, man. Can't be in the heat and farting, you know. Just <laughs> <laughs> too much ice cream, you know. I used to do that as a kid. Didn't care. Lactose intolerance is real. <laughs> hey man, I can tolerate it, but not everybody around me. <laughs> you my- yeah, yeah, we have a uh, lactate and you know all those in our house, so so we kind of avoid all that uh, with the kids. But uh, no, nah, that's that's good to know, man. Now, nah, man, here in uh, in uh, Florida, it's, it's it's been raining every day. It's like literally around like six o'clock. It's like storming, raining. So that's weird here in um, September. Usually we get that around like April, spring, April, May, but it's like weird. It's here we get in September. Yeah, I heard there was like some ominous uh, cloud tornado looking thing floating above Epcot. Oh, really? I got to see that. I got to go look on the, the YouTubes. Um, yeah, so we may make this. We're probably going to pay tribute to the mouse sometime this week. Uh, so <laughs> I'll do a dispatch from Disney like I normally do. See what the latest and greatest is. You do a, 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 a weather dispatch if uh, the Epcot ball gets ripped out in a tornado. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> oh, my God, live. look at this. Disney is tearing apart. So, um, yeah, it could happen. I mean, yeah, this is Florida. There's, there's, there's weather patterns. But, uh, yeah, so. But if, of all the places protected by whatever, I think Disney would be okay. But, uh, yeah, so. No, man. Weather here's been fine, except for the rain and everything. Uh, this week is busy, man. Just just running around trying to get some stuff done. Didn't haven't traveled in a couple of weeks, but you know, just deal. You know, dealing with the kids. Uh, you know, celebrated anniversary, mother's birthday. Just been you know a lot of personal stuff and then business stuff. Just trying to you know keep things afloat in this, I guess, pseudo recession because some employment numbers came out. Uh, employment rate is still high, but you know, core inflation is still up. And so they're still trying to uh, combat that with raising interest rates. So for those that don't know, we talked about this in previous episodes, but you know, the economy is kind of in this mismatch weird area now, right? Stocks are down, yeah. you know, prices are going up, but people are getting jobs. So it's like weird right now. So people try to figure this out. So don't know. Yeah. A uh, friend of mine just got, um, well, it looked like he was quiet fired. Uh, <laughs> I think it was a game between him and his fr- him and the company he worked for. I won't mention it because uh, it's fault, you know. But um, 
they uh, he was he was a uh, quiet quitting, and I think they were quite firing at the same time. <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, what happened, dog? He said, well, they got me on some stuff. They said my attendance, but then everybody didn't attend, and then they got him for like, uh, you know, not paying attention or whatever, and some some a lot of a lot of little stuff. And the people around him were like, yeah, oh, yeah, you know, it didn't. Attendance wasn't always there. He was just kind of hanging around. I don't think anybody liked him. So that's a mutual, <laughs> mutual choir, firing, choir, quitting kind of thing. What? You got fired on your day off? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Base Friday. Shout out Friday. Uh, yeah, man, that's a real thing, man. I deal with a lot of uh, remote workers and they just be like, you know, just had one. It just was like, I, I, I'm done and haven't heard from <laughs> Say <laughs> la vie. Hey, hey, you heard from uh no, no, <laughs> just like I'm done, I'm just walking away. <laughs> yeah, right. so yeah, this is weird, man. It's uh, we're trying to be a boss, we're trying to be an employee, uh, which you know, we gotta embrace the weirdness and the newness. So, I, I you know, things don't go back to where you can't put the with the genie. Or, you know, back in the box or back in the, a bottle. So I definitely think um, we just have to embrace the newness of it all. So, so yeah. I, I, I welcome it, <laughs> even though it is frustrating. It's all just yeah. literally just like, I'm just after this. <laughs> like, Wait a minute. You work from home. You know, it's not like you got to come anywhere. I mean, you know, it's, I, you know, I can understand just, you know, someone's only riding your ass right at the office or something like that. But, I digress. <laughs> so, ain't got no constant bid. We ain't got no coffee machine. It's like, all right. I know, man. It's just like, dude, I don't know. Because I, I, I tell my employees, I was like, look, as long as you get the job done, I don't, you know, I, I'm not checking on you now. If I reach out to you during your hours, you know, respond to me. But other than that, I'm not really checking, you know. You know, they got to say, I'm going to be, you know, going to pick up, you know, I'm going to be on the toilet for like, you know, from 430 yeah. to 435. I don't need to know all that. But anyway, so <laughs> real, real quick, I didn't want to get off this. Um, do you have like work from home office parties or office get togethers? Like where everybody I was talking to you remember your boy Jeff? His company, yeah. yeah, his company does like these little Zoom sessions and you know, he sent out a picture and it, usually I don't read these, but he sent out a picture and it was like a bunch of Zoom characters all in sombrero hats and uh, you know, drinking tequilas. I'm like, what is this? He's like, yeah, we had a margarita day, uh, kind of work hours group, you know, group session. And I'm like, eh, interesting. All right. A whole yeah, well, I, I did that during the pandemic in my previous uh, job. And they did kind of mm-hmm. get like, you know, after hours, everybody got on the call and we all, you know, had some drinks and stuff like that. And we did a couple of things with my team, you know, since I started my own, my, my company. Uh, did some things together. Um, but, you know, I, I was thinking actually trying to get everybody together in the place, you know, to kind of, you know, catch up. So yeah. we're just trying to figure that out, you know, but, um, but yeah, I think that's important. You know, it's, you know, I, I get it, you know, cause I've been an employee, but that's <laughs> not employer, you know, yeah. you want to kind of create a, a, some bonds and trying to keep people engaged and stuff like that. So it's a delicate balance, you know, cause I don't want to be like, you know, look, you know, look, yeah, you know, we ain't friends. Let's be honest. You know, I'm not going to be like, hey, hey, guys, how's your day? Let's go, let's go hang out. Let me get to know you. I mean, you know, I like them as people, but I'm not going to be like, 
you know, <laughs> yeah. John Dillon's talk. So I, I don't want to be fake and phony. That's basically how I'm looking at it. But, um, but anyway, so it's something that, uh, you know, we're working through and we'll figure it out. But, um, yeah, and, you know. You know, I know as a as a as a as a uh, employer of one, Mister Benja, how is your remote worker? How are, they, how are they doing? Oh man, you know, you know, actually, most people I'm good to deal with, but I had an unforeseen anxiety slip up with with somebody I was working with. Hmm. You know, so I'm in there working, and all of a sudden I get a FaceTime, and right when I hit the accept FaceTime button, it was just a little bit of the noom in my oh. my chest and i was like oh man i got the the netflix to doom in my chest <laughs> and this i was just like i was like crap man I, I i didn't even think this person did that you know how you're not looking for it and all of a sudden you're like this it's just that yeah. feeling <laughs> yeah yeah and uh yeah, it was it was a situation but we're good I love it. I love it. Well, anyway, hey guys, you know, enough of that. Let's get into the fun stuff. Mr. Benja, let's go ahead and uh, dig in the crates. All right, Mr. Benja, this is an interesting topic. So I'll let you kind of kick us off. What are we discussing today when we look back at the past? Uh, you know, I want, I threw this uh, question out there and I was curious because. I actually wasn't on Disney right off the bat. And I was really curious, like what got you into Disney? Like I mean, as a, as a property brand or whatever. I mean, we talked about Robotech and we talked about Thundercats and we, I know kind of the history of that stuff, but like where did Disney kind of slide in aside from being an awesome park and everything? I just kind of, yeah, I was like, eh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of always around group in California. So Disneyland was always like that magical place you go to like once in a blue moon. So that, you know, to your point, and like, I'm likewise, you being in Florida, I'm sure Disney world was the same way, right? It's like, Hey, mm -hmm. we go there every so often. Yeah. But you know, I think, you know, Mickey was always kind of, you know, kind of goof, you know, goofy Mickey and Donald were like cool characters for, you know, eight, nine year old boy. Right. You know, just trying to hang out with, but be honest with you, you know, it just kind of, you know, seeped its way into my, my, to my consciousness. Right. Cause I remember, um, Simple things like you remember that that uh, the little thing called the viewfinder back in the day where you it was like a red oh uh, yeah red thing you put on and you know oh man we're gonna show our age on this one you would act, literally you had this little red uh we should bring that back man that might that may make some money this now. they they uh, no they brought they brought it back like a couple of years ago and they actually they it. actually sold well kind of along with the the Polaroid thing yeah Polaroid, the Polaroid. They, back, they brought uh -huh. viewfinders back yeah so. Yeah, viewfinder basically you put the little uh pictures in the little slide thing, a little circle or uh disc shape uh object, slide it in there, and you would see all these different images. And it was like a Disney uh like haunted house thing. And I used to just sit there for hours, just going back and forth and just figuring out how like the, the these these chairs became the ghosts. And it was just fascinating to me. I was just like, man, yeah. so I started being kind of, you know, enamored by the animation. And then I also remember like there was this video game. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like this video game I played uh, in in, in um, elementary school where um, you were like Mickey and you explored this whole world and you did all these different things. And so it kind of, you know, sparked my imagination about, you know, what's possible. So that's kind of like the early, early days. And obviously, you know, there's, you know, some other stuff that came along with Disney, the Disney afternoon and all that, with DuckTales and all that. But those are my earlier kind of memories of just like, hey, you know, Disney is not just the parks, right? There's other stuff here. Because yeah. I think, you know, we were a little 
older, the cartoons, they weren't cool as uh, Looney Tunes, right? You know, those are the cartoons we watch or Hanna-Barbera with uh, the Flintstones and Jetsons and stuff like that. Disney cartoons were just kind of below, beneath that for, for, for me at least. But um, so, yeah, so that's kind of how they, you know, seeped into my consciousness. All right. Yeah. You know, as I said, I just, I just wasn't feeling them, man. Like I looked at the, the big fluffy characters and I'm like, Hey man, uh, you know, I, I, over here on one side, I see Elmo. He, I mean, not Elmo at the time, but Cookie Monster, he's cool. The Sesame Street dudes are cool. All right, whatever. Boom, down for it. Then uh, G.I. Joe and all those characters, all, all right, they're cool. But the Disney stuff just seemed like kind of corny to me. So I was like, eh, I don't know. Mickey Mouse, he talks funny. Uh, you know, Donald Duck, I couldn't understand what he was saying. It just, it just wasn't my thing. My cousin... You know, we, we would hang out and play, and he he dug it, but I didn't. Something happened when I saw Fantasia, though. Um, you know, my mom was a my mom is was an opera singer, and she was into music and everything. And somehow, when I watched that, I was like, "Oh, yo, Disney's kind of serious," because I had been taken to operas and I had seen like that heavy operatic vibe. And I was like, "Okay, this is kind of like a way I could kind of connect with what my mom is into because it's Fantasia stuff." I gave it more of a chance. And then next thing I know, I'm into DuckTales. I'm into Rescue Rangers. And so I was like, all right, all right, I'll give these guys a chance. Yeah, I was never a Fantasia person. I remember when it came out and then it was like a big push. I think around the time we were in college, or at least on the way out of college, right? Fantasia 2000. They were like, oh, go check it out again. Yeah. We mastered it. But uh, I mean, I get it. I might take my kids to go yeah. see it. It's, it's definitely something to go experience. But uh time i wasn't really into it but yeah i think man i was just thinking while you were talking man disney man i don't i think any ceo can do well at disney because i'm just thinking all different phases <laughs> yes to fall off yeah you know but there's so much ip with disney and if you just really think about it it's like you can't you really can't almost fail because i think eisner was running disney at the time and somebody came with a genius idea to create disney afternoon and to your point, it kind of revitalized the brand for our generation. So because we mm -hmm. saw DuckTales, uh, we saw a Rescue Rangers, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that was like kind of like, oh, Disney can be cool as a cartoon, right? As opposed to just something else. And I think that was a concerted e effort to kind of bring the brand alive for the next generation. Yeah, that, that's a good point. They've uh, continued to do that, man. And uh and, and also remember, like their anim uh, movies were dead for a long time. And we'll talk yeah. about this later, but the in '96, I think it was, or '92, The Little Mermaid premiered, and that blew, you know, in the movies, and that blew everything, you know, yeah, to the yeah. water. Where the movies, Disney movies, became big again. So, you know, I like, I mean, I'm not saying you can't, you can't fail as a CEO, but it's like, no. You know, they, so every they have, every generation of CEO has always figured out a way to stay relevant in the in the society. Yeah. No, they always have something big to big to push a way to a way to keep moving in the cycle like oh this is lacking let's push here oh this is lacking let's push here that's a very interesting point how many brands can do that not many not many dog and that's that's power i mean you know i mean we talked about this there's uh i think we said we're trying to think of a phrase for like um like for instance sneak dog right uh my kids were <laughs> my, my son is like hey mommy dad do you know a guy named snoop dog we're like yeah he's like yeah he's he sings this like this this uh this this uh motivational type song we listen to every day in school I'm like what what <laughs> <laughs> i'll send it to you on link or something 
There's a song these kids listen to and they get hype about Snoop Dogg. So that's a brand that extends, right? And we talked about yeah, yeah. actor, you know, we know him a certain way. He wasn't a motivational speaker or a motivational yeah, yeah. His rapper when we grew up. Huh. But now he is. And so that brand has extended. Likewise, Disney, you know, it can encompass, you know, different versions and stay relevant in the zeitgeist, right? No matter, you know, what generation. So I thought that was kind of interesting. That's all right. Getting deep, you know, deep on it. That's fair, man. Uh, I thought Mickey was a G after he pulled out that that uh that hunting axe and went to business. <laughs> I was like in Fantasia. I was like, oh, oh, Lord, he a G now. Now I always like the one where he's the um uh, magician. That's always good with the uh, mops. That's always good. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying uh, <laughs> that, that was same scene. You remember they got out of control and he had to take the axe to him. That oh, that's right, that's right. You know what? I think that's when I saw a viewfinder. <laughs> I watched it out. It was both. I saw that in the uh, Fantasia. So, so there you go. Shout out Mickey, man. Good for them. No, nah, man. I, I don't know. Mickey's good. You know. So Disney, look, it's it's been around for over a hundred years. It's probably gonna be around for another hundred years. So they they just figure out a way to stay relevant, man. That's that's powerful, super powerful. So, um, man, just I mean, just to think. If you create something now, like Walt Disney did, I mean, to have something outlast you, I mean, for for hundreds of years, man, that's that's powerful. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. So anyway, let's get into it, man. Um, move on to our next section. What you checking out? <laughs> so, Mister Benja, what what what's, <laughs> what you what you watching right now, man? What you watch? I mean, man, if you. All right, for everybody, if you haven't jumped on my the the Wednesday show versus business news chat informal update, whatever you want to call it, show versus business Wednesdays on Instagram, man, I am I am so done with Westworld. I I, I can't recommend it as actually being good, but it is <laughs> it is incredibly fascinating what they've done. Because honestly, you can't watch it as a show. Like, here's a hero, here's a protagonist, or whatever, and here's the villain. Or, no, you have to try to just. It's like a. It's like watching a puzzle. And I didn't understand that, so I went back and started watching episodes of. I, I was. I finished episodes season three, and I was confused because people were still liking it. I'm like, it's bad. Why are people liking it? Had to go back and like, the guy would say, "Oh no, you don't understand. It's like this and this and this." I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. Yeah, man, I rabbit hold and I, this happens every once in a while where I start thinking so hard about something. I don't get a headache, but it's this weird, <laughs> it's, it's this weird throbbing feeling in the back right quadrant of my head where I'm just like, no, that's called, let's go. I was going to tinnit, the tinnit headache, the tinnit effect, tinnit effect. Because then you get one when you did the tinnit. Yes, I got one when I did tinnit because I. I tried to deep dive and I was like just watching stuff happen and pulling out charts and went to the whiteboard like, wait a minute, hold on. Dog, I, I, I kid you not, Westworld was on some other level-ish where I went back and I'm like, when someone told me that the reason it happens out of time like that and the reason they're jumping around is because it happens from the viewpoint of like an AI system. An AI system, if it ever goes back and tries to reference something, it doesn't reference it as having been part of a different part of time. It just, it just like 
pulls up that memory that 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 pizza and Simpsons existed as this is present day. It doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And so they they have the question that keeps on happening where they say, is this now? And only the the AI host asked that. It's like, is this now? Man, somebody asked that in the middle of a show. I almost spit out my you know drink. I was like, holy crap. He's in the maze. He's an AI unit. From the AI's point of view, he can't tell if the information that he's getting is new or not. Oh my God. And I just like started freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know what this means? And it didn't mean anything, but I was freaking out. So wait a minute. So are you recommending it or what, what, what are you saying here? Because you got me hype. I mean, now that this you kind of explained it like that, I was like, oh yeah, they did say that a lot. And that does make sense. But so it's but a, does it's that a, make the ex- experience watching it better? It's a case study. As I said, I can't recommend it like as a good show because it's that's not what it's intended to be. If you start watching all these characters and think, okay, this is a an AI, a fragmented process where each process is basically the same thing, but starts to, like you say, you have a, a formatting process. One starts to format this drive, one starts to format that drive and whatever, and they're all formatting. It's like different things happen depending on the type of drive it is. And if you look at the drive as like being their situation, it's like, man, once this one character copies their consciousness and you start seeing it behave in different ways, it's, it's a philosophical AI argumentative kind of thing where it's like one philosophy about how AI slash life is operating versus this other theory of how life is operating. And they just happen to, they, they put the Westworld story on top of these philosophies. This is not a, mm-hmm. this is not a story that has a philosophy. It's a philosophy or philosophical arguments with some stories slapped onto it. <laughs> That little story mixed in with your philosophy. <laughs> Bonkers. Bonkers, dog. I, you, can watch, you can watch an episode and take notes and have no emotion in it. Then you go back and start comparing your notes with like previous episodes and things. Then you start getting interested in it. It's stupid. It's dumb. But it's fascinating. Okay. See, man, just your your enthusiasm about it, about it and the way you explained it makes me want to get back into it. But um I can't do that, man, because I'm 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 deep into my <laughs> game of those we watch right now. <laughs> so it's like okay, I'm, yeah. I'm back in Westeros, man. So I'm like, man. Oh, I was telling my wife, oh man, Game of Those is so hype because they introduce this one scene here, and that's gonna mm-hmm. pay off like eight, you know, eight seasons later. And so it's yeah. like, you know, I don't think it's as deep, you know, it's not a philosophy, you know, that they're trying. Well, they do have some philosophical understandings of what it means to rule and power and, and family and obligation. Mm-hmm. You know, some 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 common themes, but they're simple themes. They're not thinking about AI's perspective, right? Yeah. But the way they did, you know, and it's all George R. R. Martin. I mean, and, and you know, give, you know, Weiss and uh, Benioff credit. I think they understood how to do it for television, even though they get a, you know, <laughs> a shitty yep. deal now because of you know how season eight ended but um man they pay off everything man they set everything up perfectly they set it up um they even give you teasers uh i mean you know it's it's a spoiler but like even the, the you know you can see everything was there was no shock i mean there was no reason why anything was was not supposed to happen and even the wet wedding right when that happened mm. they set that up so beautifully how you know things were going to set up 
uh, even when they blew up the the, the Baylor, the, the Baylor, um, except the Baylor, um, they even played that off like this is going to happen. So it's like everything was already set up, you know, before it even happened, the big explosions. And that's what makes it a great show. And, you know, and then the character arcs are like amazing. Like I was telling you before on Wednesday show, like they have some kind of random, you know, um, whore or somebody, <laughs> some random act character yeah. show up and has a four you know, that has maybe one line every four, you know, episodes and right. they have a beginning, a middle and the end. So, um, you know, the way you're talking about, you know, um, Westworld, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that Game of Thrones is very similar. And so, but to be honest with you, the peak was probably season three because I'm watching four now and five. I'm like, man, season three was like fire. But after that, you know, it was. Yeah. Kinda... Oh, so you're doing a full rewatch. I didn't mean to. But, uh, oh. yeah, it was like one of those things where I was like, I want to see, like, oh, how did these characters evolve again? Okay. And okay. it's like just going all the way through again. And, um, yeah, because be honest with you, and maybe we'll talk about it in another episode, Dance of Dragons is okay. It's just missing something, right? And so, um, which is the, you know, prequel series to Game of Thrones. And maybe because it's too insular and it's focused on one house and one family mostly. And I think, um, you know, people are, you know, getting hype about some stuff. You probably heard some things about uncle and niece, you know, incest <laughs> things going on out there. But yeah. uh, it's not, you know, it, it, it doesn't have because you really have to care about these characters because they don't, you know, go to different characters like Game of Thrones did. And that's the thing I liked about it, because if a character or, 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 you know, a story is not playing, you always fast forward it. Right. And I, I love that yeah. part. Because something new will come up. So anyway, so that so like you with Westworld, I guess we're both re- watching a lot of old shit. <laughs> we're not watching anything new. <laughs> what about you? Uh, as I said, man, um, I'm about to be done with Disney Plus, though. I mean, not done. I'm done with Westworld. I'm about to be back on Disney Plus. Excuse me. Uh, Coming so back. Coming back. Yeah, it's about it's about that time, man. Uh, I got some things I need to check out, need to catch up on. Um, you know, Andor is coming out, so I may want to recap myself on some stuff really quick. You know, play play Rogue One in the background and all that. So, oh, and back on she Pod Squadron, Pod Pod Squadron, where they might get get the shout out. Yeah, man, I might have to argue with the uh, Pod Squadron guys again. You know, I'm not a. I'm uh they're 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 on one end of the spectrum. I'm on the uh we we got into it when I said I didn't like the Last Jedi, so I'll leave it at that. Oh. <laughs> a little pop squad you didn't. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. Shout out to him. Uh, let's see. A couple of things I, I want to give a shout out to Euphoria. On you got HBO Max. So maybe you should check that show out. Um, be honest with you, uh, I haven't watched it thoroughly because I don't like watching high school kids doing crazy stuff, you know, being drug addicts and wild sex and all stuff since I have young kids. So it's kind of like, uh, it's a little too disturbing. But man, if you check it out, Mr. Benja, just watch the first, uh, they always have like a prequel to begin the story. It's like a mm-hmm. character study. They're like fire, man. They like do like a um, voiceover and they can't give a perspective of each character. And, and that's, to me, there's one character in there. Uh, when you watch it, when you check it out, you know what character I'm talking about. Yeah, she 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 has a fire intro. So um, go check it out. And then also, um, you know, um, shout out to Zendaya. She's doing a great job as the lead character Rue. 
uh, a drug addict, you know, teenager. And that's really powerful. And that's why she's won two Emmys. So shout out to her. I think she's the first black woman to ever do that. Won t- two Emmys for, for lead actress in the drama. So shout out to her. Speaking of which, um, the Emmys were on Monday. I'm sure you didn't watch it. <laughs> you just, that's not what you do. That's not my uh, thing. I know that's, <laughs> I don't know what it is. That's my thing. Cause I probably was on a few people that saw the Oscars live when the slap happened. So, um, <laughs> shout out to me. Uh, but yeah, well, <laughs> shout out to me. <laughs> shout out to me. I guess literally me and my wife were watching. We like, what happened? <laughs> just like, we didn't know. Well, anyway, so shout out yeah. to me watching live events. Uh, Emmys were out. I mean, nothing spectacular. I don't know if you, you know, you have HBO Max, White Lotus, got a lot of love. That's like a limited series. But the guy who created, um, what did he create? Uh, no, I think he, did he do, uh, Beavis and Butthead back in the day? I got to check that out. Mike, uh, but anyway, so he's a good, he's a good writer. So, and then Abbott Elementary One, which is a great network show. It's kind of like The Office, but set in elementary school with teachers. And the teachers are the ones kind of making snide remarks and stuff like that. So, you know, I don't know if you check that Abbott Elementary, but it's a good show. So those are kind of things I've been checking out. And then um, one last thing, I've been watching this, reading this, um, this five-part series on the Inkler about the American TV viewer. Fascinating. Um, the, the, he calls himself the entertainment strategy guy. He goes into deep dive on how streamers are kind of losing it now when it comes to like what content they need to put out there. And he's breaking down. It's like, how can streamers win in a new market with heavy up competition and, you know, the advertisement dollars coming in. So that means they have to be more broader in the entertainment they, they produce. And he goes into really, he, goes, he does the metrics on demographics and data and all that. And so his data is telling him that we're more religious than we realize. Uh, you know, you should write content for older Americans because they like that content. We should have more procedurals, you know, like NCIS and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that lean back television. We should have more competition reality, you know, like the mass singer and stuff to get people excited. And then, um, and so he's saying, uh, you know, this prestige focus that we have with these streamers, he said, that's going to go, that should go away because people, they need to be more broader now that advertising is coming in. So, um, so I thought that was kind of interesting take, you know, and the data shows that, right. You know, that, you know, if you want to win, advertising dollars and you want to, you know, you can't just focus on prestige all the time because you're just not going to stand out and you got to create more of that lean back television. So, um, yeah. so it'd be interesting to see if his, his, um, strategy, his, uh, his, his, his thought piece gets out there into what we see on our streamers, right? We're going to see more, we're going to see like, uh, you know, praise the Lord or something. on <laughs> my dad, you know, oh, they're going to have like some more television on TV you know, yeah, or, yeah. On streaming services because they they realize Americans are more religious than they thought. Uh, we're going to see more procedurals, right? You know, we're going to see more. You know, so so all this content we're getting, uh, you know, we're going to probably see it reshaped over the next five years. So I thought that was kind of yeah. No, this is a this is fascinating. Like um, Americans overestimate the size of minority groups and underestimate the size of most majority groups. This is a this is something that we've had to deal with creatively where. You know, you want to fly into something that's quote unquote new, fresh or a different audience or whatever. And the numbers really aren't there to support that kind of backing. So it's, it, it leaves people in a weird position where it's like, well, crap, um, you know, 
like uh we assume that there are all these people with a in household income over five hundred thousand dollars and the true proportion is less than one percent or about one percent but it's estimated that it's 26 percent. so should you really be catering to that uh, it's interesting stuff and it's going to be more relevant now that advertising dollars because now they have to report numbers right <laughs> it can't be right. shady wood like oh yeah we we got 10 million viewers you know they you know they they so did you get a viewer or they just accidentally clicked on your show? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so now the advertisers are going to ask for more of this data. And so now they're going to have to really have legitimate hits and having real metrics around that. So it's going to be interesting to see what, how this, this, this market evolves over the next five years. Yeah. Uh, side information, uh, news came out on what, what um, Instagram was doing with their algorithm. And a lot of it has nothing to do with your likes, comments, retweets, posts, it has nothing to do with any of that. It's all about how long someone lingers on your post. Wow. So like if you're scrolling and all of a sudden, you know, your, your, whatever your sexual fantasy is pops up on the screen, you're like, holy crap. And doesn't matter what they're saying, doesn't matter what they're doing or whatever. If you hang out on there for like six seconds and everything else you scroll by one second, they're like, boom. He's into that. And yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's kind of hard to fight against that, except scroll, keep scrolling. Mm, so mm -mm. interesting. Nah, man, this is good stuff. So anyway, uh, that's, that's it for what you're watching. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and get into the news. All right, Mr. Benja, the floor is yours. What? What you got? What you what we're we talking about today? Uh, we can kind of we don't have to dwell too long in the news because we got a lot of D three D twenty three to go off of, but some in interesting things just happened that are outside of D twenty three that we can jump into. Rogue Squadron just got removed from the schedule, so I, it kind of happened somewhat quietly. But uh, there's a Star Wars movie coming out called Rogue Squadron that we had, that was a. Uh, spoken of being com coming out for a while and people were some people were hype on it some people weren't but it just kind of disappeared from the schedule and n they gave no indication on when it would release a new movie you know in that uh in that space or when we might see rogue squadron again or if at all so i mean you know just disney's just i mean wasn't that going to be a uh the guys from game of thrones weren't they going to ride a star wars show and then you know um <laughs> <laughs> your, your your favorite guy, uh, Ryan jo Ryan was Johnson. Is it Johnson, the guy who created uh, you know, the the Skywalker, yeah. the Warm Loves? Uh, he was supposed to have his own trilogy, and then yeah. uh, Patty Jenkins, right from uh, Wonder Woman fame, she yeah. was supposed to have her own Star Wars show. Yeah, this is Walker. this is the one. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you know. <sighs> I, it's so sad, man. Star Wars is better known as a TV property than a movie property. And that, that, that's just telling right now. I don't know if that's, that's a bad thing or, you know, well, it is a bad thing. Let's be honest. It's a bad thing because Star Wars should be a movie property, right? I probably the last generally liked one. I mean, you know, let's be honest. It was probably Rogue One, which is why they're probably going to uh, dive into Andor. Everybody's excited by Andor, right? But the TV series coming out and they re-release uh, Rogue, uh, Rogue One in the movie theaters. So yeah. um, 
So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Star Wars movies is a sad, sad state of affairs right now. And that's sad. Yeah, uh, you know, they still bring a lot with their merch. So maybe we're, you know, we were talking about pip- brands pivoting. Maybe this can pivot into, you know, a series with merch kind of thing. And we know D- Disney Plus is coming through with the commerce aspect of the app. So now next time the Mandalorian comes up, we're like, ooh, baby Yoda cups. I want one. And could be a new thing. I don't know. I don't know, man. I, do you think that Mandalorian has diminishing returns? I mean, well, you know, I'm just looking at the Star Wars merch. I think that really hits hard uh, and it always has. So maybe, maybe that's their angle there because, you know, Marvel merch isn't hitting on the level of Star Wars merch per capita, if you will. So. Yeah. Well, but, you know, it, I mean, the, the originally birthed from movies, right? It created the modern blockbuster. More importantly, created a modern trilogy, created a mo- modern, you know, sci-fi epic, created uh, directors and, you know, creative thoughts and stuff like that. I mean, it's movie so, making effects and everything. It did so much. Exactly. So it's like, ain't got no movies coming out in like five years? What? <laughs> and, you know, let's be honest. I mean, Disney didn't buy this. How much they spent? Billions of dollars on this uh, acquisition? It was, it was four, I believe. Yeah, four billion dollars. Uh, you know, you ain't making TV shows, you know, to make up that. You know, you know, you want to generate. You know, bill- I mean, you know, they probably made their money right now, but it's supposed to generate billions of dollars a year, right? Um, and that's how they're looking at. It. Now you're right, merchandise helps, the television show helps, you know, and you know, there's some, you know, m- you know, billions of dollars that could generate that, but um, it's all about the the movies, man, and so um. I don't know, man. Like I said, it's it's up there almost with uh, it's not as bad as DCEU, but it's uh, it's up there. <laughs> I I assume in 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 a couple years or maybe several years we'll have this big theatrical reboot or not a reboot, but um, a reintroduction for all these audiences because they they don't seem to want to like try little stuff out anymore and. Ever ever since solo, they're like, mm, sorry, let's wait. So it's it's hard, man. It's like, can Star Wars survive while the Skywalker's connected to it? That's that's always the challenge. You know, I think in TV can pseudo work, right? You know, because I think yeah. um Dave Filoni, he 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 did the hard work. I mean, literally what, seven seasons of Clone Wars? creating mythology that let's be honest didn't even exist <laughs> I don't look at what yeah oh no, that sounds about right go ahead do it yeah great jedi sure let's do it <laughs> so yeah. yeah um anyway i digress <laughs> oh uh next news bit um let's see what's good enough to go here oh there's a you ever heard of disney dreamlight valley i have not this was not on my radar and nobody I know was talking about it. So, you know, I'm out of the, the loop now. Um, but even in normal gaming news, it really wasn't hitting. I found this on a I found this finance news through Yahoo. Disney Dreamlight Valley has over it's kind of a sim kind of thing, has over a million players 10 days after release. So what? Exactly. Uh, this this. The simulation kind of game. I don't want to say simulation, but if you're thinking of The Sims, where you just go into this world and start trying things out, uh, well, people put it out there, and you have a whole bunch of villagers. So 
maybe maybe you can think of it as kind of a um what's that uh Nintendo game with the uh you know where you run around with the bells and the little characters are oh my gosh, I forgot the name of that. But basically going around living magically in Disney Dreamlight Valley and messing around with Goofy, Mickey Mouse and all these Disney characters are basically interacting with uh, everybody there. And it's a, uh, yeah, it's like a big, big hangout area. And $29.99 was the price point. So it's not like a subscription service as far as I can tell. But yeah, you buy in, you go play the game and have fun with everybody else there. And 10 million people said it was a good idea. Well, yeah, 1 million people, right? But yeah, I think, um, yeah, man. I mean, Disney, man, it's a powerful brand, man. It's like... Oh, one million. I'm sorry. Yeah, not 10 million. 10 days. Yeah. Yeah, 10 days. Yeah. Um, I yeah, Disney's a powerful brand, man. It's like people want to live in Disney, man. And I get it, man. You know, as someone who goes to Disney World quite a bit, I mean, you know, it's just... There's a there's an aura about. It. I mean, you know, you can't go there unhappy, right? You know, and and so I think that they really work hard on that. And you know, kudos to the brand that uh, you know Walt Disney created. And so, um, you know, if you can create a virtual meta world like that too, that people want to live, yeah, yeah, kudos to them. Well, you know, in their other properties, what they've done is, um, you know, you go in there and you're like, for for example, Disney Infinite. You're like, hey, I'm going to play as, you know. Um, Dash from the Incredibles. I'm going to play as, you know, Indiana Jones or some character. I'm going to play as Kylo Ren, whatever. And everybody was running around with these characters. This, it's like, no, you create your own character. You start building your own um, Animal Crossing with me, I was thinking of. Uh, you start building your own little houses and things. And the Disney, your, your characters in this Disney world, not Disney world, but in this world of Disney really interesting how it's uh how it's captivating people it's like so maybe if you can't get out to go to disney world go to disneyland visit one of these parks maybe you just drop 29.99 and fantasize about it some more i mean look at that picture i sent you uh this is just some person hanging out okay <laughs> I love it. This is great. <laughs> look at me i can i can dress up in a uh, you know a disney outfit and get my favorite, you know, princess uh sweatshirt or hoodie or whatever. It's it's uh it's interesting. I, I kudos to Disney, man. Kudos to Disney. Well look, I got one for you, man, Mr. Benja. Um some people ain't liking all that Disney's out got going on out there, man. Ooh. There's some there's there's some hate, some haterade dealing with the new little mermaid. Um Mr. Benja, have you heard? She's black. Say what? It's a sister in the sea. People hate. <laughs> there is a sister on a rock in the middle of the ocean singing her heart out, and people are hating. <laughs> so, for those that don't know, the Little Mermaid uh, trailer premiered around D three, and then obviously it was a worldwide premiere everywhere. Everyone saw it. I saw it with my kids. Um, you know, beautiful, you know, imaging of live action, Little Mermaid. You know, we knew this news for, 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 for a year or so, over a year, that uh, uh, the actress name is, uh, I want to say Halle Berry. Is that how you pronounce it? Bailey. Excuse me. Bailey. Yeah. Bailey. And uh, she, uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Not like the other actress. Uh, you know, 
cute girl, beautiful girl, you know, has a sister, they're a singing duo. Um, and, you know, now she's doing her own thing and she got cast as a little mermaid. So was our, we already knew it was going to be some controversy because now she's, you know, she's, she's black. Right. And so she's mm-hmm. going to be cast as a little mermaid character. And, uh, but premiered and I loved it. I mean, I think they did the right thing. They had to just put it front and center. Look, this is little mermaid live action. And, you know, first I was like, they didn't show her face. I was like, oh man, don't, 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 don't do that. Just, just do it. Right. And they finally show her face in all glory. We saw, look, this is going to be a black woman. <laughs> she was singing and that was it. And, but guess what, man, they were about the YouTube video. People loved it. A lot of folks loved it. You know, inspirational stories, you know, kids want to see it, but the YouTube video came out. There were 1.5 million dislikes <laughs> on the trailer itself. Yeah. And now people are, you know, saying, man, a racism is alive in America. <laughs> this is why we can't have nothing good. So, Mr. Pinja, is this a real controversy or faux controversy or what's going on out there? Um, you know, a lot of this gets gets uh, blown out of the water a little bit, uh, pun intended. You know, it gets blown out of proportion a bit, but. Yeah, this one, this one seems to keep coming up every time they bring up the Little Mermaid. You know, there's all these people like, why are they doing this? Is this necessary? And I think you've got a lot of people that are really uh, triggered on, on the fact that a property that they thought shouldn't have been um, race swapped or, you know, changed into another race. This character did. And <laughs> yeah, so it's like, wow, this is actually this is not just a, a bubble up. This might be something that people really have issues with. And that's too bad. Yeah, man. I didn't think it was going to be that big of a backlash toward this. I mean, um, but we talked about this at the beginning of the show. I mean, little mermaid really kind of put, um, yeah. Um, really look, little mermaid really put, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Disney back on the map, right? When it came out in the movie theaters, they, they had like a rough time in the movie theaters for, for a long time. No, You know, their movies had kind of went down, way down. And so Little Mermaid was like supposed to be back to form. And it was a hit. I mean, they had, you know, Under the Sea and, you know, Part of Your World, Kiss the Girl. And, you know, the songs were great. Everybody loved it. And that kind of started the renaissance, you know, started with Aladdin and, you know, Beauty and the Beast and all these other, you know, movies animated movies that came out so i mean you know this is people's childhood too right so it's nostalgia kind of going in at this mm-hmm. so now that you know you're creating a live action version of it that you know the main characters you know you know changed color because basically yeah. uh, little mermaid was uh white and redhead in the cartoon yeah um uh, but to be fair let's let's talk about it you know uh, aladdin had will smith as the genie role and you know black guy I guess no yeah. one was mad about that. Um, let me try to think anything else. No, everything else is pretty do, much the same. Do you remember the Little Mermaid TV series? Vaguely. Yeah. The, one of her, one of Ariel's friends was black in there. So, you know, she was swimming around with the, her little sister friend. Okay. Well, so, so I don't know, man. I mean, it's disheartening, but I'm not surprised. I didn't hot know it would be this bad. Yeah. Yeah. You want a hot take? Yeah. I didn't want to see a, a Black Little Mermaid either. What? I love it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, not because uh, not because a Little Mermaid couldn't be black, but I actually 
looking back at the characters they could have taken and the story route they could have developed. I mean, the little mermaid is a character that I didn't totally vibe with just in fact that like, Hey, I'm in my own world. I'm having issues with my people. There's this chick Ursula. I don't like who was kind of sassy black lady. And then mm. her father seemed overbearing. She was like, I got to get away from my own people. And then she goes and meets and she's like fascinated with these land dwellers. And she's like, I want to give up my entire history, my entire background, my entire culture and everything to hang around with these, you know, not just a regular prince, but this is like a, you know, colonial type white guy kind of thing. Mm. And, and then even the Jamaican crab is like, yo, homegirl, they're eating us. They're like chopping us up. They're doing all this. Are you kidding me? I'm Jamaican. I'm down with that. And she's like, no, no, it'll be okay. And that kind of rubbed me the wrong way a long Mm. while ago, even before the whole black thing came in. Oh, you saw it as more like, this is more, um, indoctrination where they're just like, look, you know, you know, all black folks, you know, y'all, y'all, y'all want to escape anywhere your culture. So this is the escape is a movie for you anyway. So, wow, that's, that's, that's a deep cut. Mr. I am, I am not the only one that thinks that. So, I'm wondering how many of those 1.5 million dislikes are people that are like, it's like, oh, come on, you're going to just, you know, we get a, a, a black princess here and it's the one that's most, uh, you know, most uh, averse to her own culture. Mm. And it, it's a really, it's a really weird play. So I was like, Ugh, do I want to say that? Yeah, I, I'll go read the comments. You might, might be, I never saw that angle, man, but you're right. So there's, 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 there's good people on both sides, right? <laughs> the quote of president. So basically there's the haters that just don't like race bent, you know, race changing, you know, casting in general. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, the black folks that just don't like what the story is telling us about hating your culture. Wow. And they're all on the same side. <laughs> yeah. So it gets messy. You're like, Dude, I've been to a rally where it's like, yeah, F that. And I'm like, hey, hey, I'm over here, but I'm not thinking like you, dog. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mr. Ben, uh, Mr. Benja agreed to me. <laughs> no, like, don't co-sign no, that. No. Don't co-sign that, brother. <laughs> um, no, I would just say this. Uh, I think what's it? Uh, uh, Grace from Beyond the Trailer, she said a good point. I mean, the the, the thing that made Let's be honest. I mean, the animation was beautiful and all that, and the story is okay. But really, what made that sh- that, that movie was songs, right? Under the Sea, Kiss the Girl, and it was that great, you know, Caribbean beat and rhythm, right? And so, if they're going back to that same kind of sound, uh, she made a good point. Um, Grace did that. Look, probably didn't cast as a white, you know, with no uh, folks, people of color in leads because. Then you're going to ha- have a sense of where, um, you know, you're kind of like, why you got a redhead white girl, you know, dancing to a Jamaican beat, you know, <laughs> so it's just like, that don't look good either. No, no. I, I, I thought about that for a second and I'm, I'm not rocking with Grace on that one because that was all Sebastian's thing. Sebastian was like, hey, I'm about to liven this up. And. But he you got know. two songs, bruh. I mean, and those those are bangers. They were, they, those those both those songs slap. I'm like, kiss the girl on the on the kiss the girl on the sea, man. Those are that's yeah. what made that movie. And so they they gotta recreate that. You're yeah. right. You know, she's not in it, but come on, you know, 
Her sister's going to be white and they're going to be over there uh, dancing. But that's, <laughs> that's fine. It's like, hey, Sebastian, you know, DJ Sebastian wanted to put on a little bop. Let's go for it. But I, I don't, I don't think that's, a, I don't culture appropriation. They taking our music. <laughs> no, Sebastian's full out Jamaican. We'll let Sebastian be Jamaican, but he gets, it gets messy when I, I don't know. I, that's how I, there's do. a lot of angles here. That's all I'm saying. And so yeah. uh, to your point, I mean, I'm fine with it. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, I'm sure the songs will be great. Lynn Manuel, Miranda's right. No, he's got some new bangers. So I'm no doubt about that. It's going to still be good, but, um, yeah, it's just disheartening. But I mean, I like your take on it, though. I ne- I never thought that point. And so, of all the stories, you're right. That's the worst. Like you literally reject everything about your culture, even after the fact you have visible evidence that the other culture is hurting your culture, and you're still going to be like, "Eh, fuck it, I'm good." Well, <laughs> and, and and that's a good point. Um, I do not know how Disney is going to play that angle. Because it certainly seems much more relevant when you're watching it live action than in a cartoony kind of thing. Do they downplay the whole we're eating, we're fishing, we're destroying the sea kind of thing? You know, I mean, there there are thoughts about, you know, gentrification, cannibalism, uh, all kinds of whatever uh, slavery. If you're talking about putting fish in aquariums and stuff like that, there's all kinds of weird angles. So I'm wondering how the movie is going to play it because... I don't want to come out of uh, Little Mermaid like, damn, race trader. You know, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't envy those. Right. But you know what? At the end of the day, man, if it's good, that trumps everything. Yeah, it'd be some haters on like some small pieces of it. But if it's good, no one would care. But if you if it's not good, man, it, you're right. It can open itself up to so many things. But look, I, I trust Disney. I mean, they... They got oh, some really? good quality control there. Okay. Yeah. Think about it. Aladdin came out. That was well received. Uh, what's the other one that came out? Uh, Beauty and Beast came out. That was well received. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cinderella was kind of like that. Well received. Well received. <laughs> 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 was a fox and hound. <laughs> People love Damn that movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, well, I'm just saying recent stuff. I mean, you know, they got yeah, they got quality control. They got their hands on the Twitter Twitter bots, so they're gonna figure this out, man. So um, yeah. So anyway, I know we talked a lot about that. That was just interesting. All right, I'm uh, I'm done with news. I'm done with news right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's get into it, man. Yeah, no, I'm good, man. So let's get into the feature. The truth. All right, Mr. Benja, D3 was live in effect. So, you know, a lot of lot of stuff that came out about it. Um, Mr. Benja, I know you did a large quote unquote dump here. <laughs> what uh what came about? Uh so yeah, I'll let you kind of take the floor and figure out how you want to cover all this different stuff. Uh so basically we have a few large chunks here that we can go through. Um D23 is Disney's big celebration festival. Uh, it's their own Comic-Con, if you will, type of thing where they've released all the news. They get all the fans together. They have all these panels. You get to meet people. And it's all about Disney. It was kind of a cool thing before they acquired these new properties. But now that they've got 
all the Disney properties, the Pixar properties, the Star Wars properties, the MCU properties, and the Fox properties, you've got a crazy event. So this thing gets bigger and uh, better every year. And I want to go ahead and start with the heavy hitter. I want to jump into Marvel and the MCU because they came in hard and they got the internet on fire more than anybody else. What? Basically. So, uh, yeah, MCU came in hard. Black Panther 2, November 11th. Um, and they still didn't tell us who was in the suit. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, do you think it's Sherry? I don't know. They could pull, you know, they have multiple suits, so yes. I don't know what they're going to try to pull. Um, you know, we still have like the, the, the heart shaped herb, um, that was, that was recovered from the, and the Mbaku helped him out with that. So, uh, that one tribe. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know what they're planning. Uh, I, I have faith in Ryan Coogler in this one. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to speculate anything. I'm just going to be at look, Ryan Coogler's cool. I like Namor. I like, uh, black Panther. I'm just going to ride in and not try to hear anything. Just go in maybe opening day or the day after opening day and catch it for myself. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No speculation. Good. Yep. Um, we also, and speaking of Black Panther 2, that's going to lead into Ironheart. Uh, we know that's coming out. So that, that's going to be, that's going to be a thing. Everybody will be able to ride off that. I mean, uh, just Riri Williams, that's like the blackest name they could come up with, right? For that character. I mean, I know it's, it's, it's already out there. Yeah. The yeah. Comic books, but it's just like, yeah. We need us. We need a woman. We need a black woman for this role. It's gonna take over for this mantle. What kind of name we got? Monica Johnson? No, 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 no. Uh, Becky Williams? No, 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 no. Ooh, what about Riri? <laughs> Cer- certainly not Korean American or anything <laughs> like the Irish American, no Italian American. I don't know anything about that. I mean, you know it. You know, shout out to the character. You know, I don't know that much about the character, but it does almost seem, you know, if you know a little bit, you know, I think uh, whatever, whoever parents got shot, gang fire or something like that. And, you know, she's really smart and all that kind of stuff. But it's just like, you know, I hope they kind of flesh that character out more. You know, um, you know, one thing about uh, Miss Marvel, when she got introduced, um, the character, she at least had 10 years of comic book stories, right? To kind of flesh out the character. Riri yeah. just literally came out, what, three years ago? <laughs> so yeah yeah it, you know so we really don't know who this character is you know and so uh so you know but they made us a good thing for the actress she can define this character if she's if they cast it well and make it not seem such a you know this is a black iron you know black female iron woman man but someone that has a, their own distinct reason for being right and so yeah um that's my hope for but ryan coogler and, and him i trust so we'll see yeah, so along with Ironheart, uh, let me jump over to Captain America New World Order um, because we're getting more into the the mantle idea where, mm-hmm. you know, you have instead of a dedicated character being like, this is who Iron Man is. This is who, if we start saying, okay, no, you have Tony Stark who was part of the Iron Person lineage or whatever. Captain America, the person with Captain America is just the title and it's Steve Rogers. 
Um, and, you know, we, we were questioning that early on. It's like, why are they saying Tony Stark so much instead of Iron Man? Why are they saying Steve Rogers so much instead of Captain America? And I think the strategy may have been there a while where you just pass on the mantle to different people. And, uh, you know, I think it's more inclusive, more futuristic, basically, where you can have a different type of character play these different roles in the MCU. So, yeah, I think that's smart. I mean, because it's just a position, right? You know, CEO, yeah. of, you know, Iron Man, right? CEO yeah. of Captain America. Yeah, you can have different people fit that role. And, uh, and now they're not beholden, to your point, the, the actors that made them popular. So, so we'll see, you know, how it works. Uh, you know, I like Anthony Mackie. Good, you know, we'll see, you know, what he does there um, and see how it goes there. Um, one thing I did want to shout out, you put in a secret uh, invasion. Now, yeah. that was on the few that actually we saw the trailer for, right? You know, they yes. released it out to the world. Uh, I'm digging it, man. I ain't gonna lie, man. It, 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 I mean, it even look like a Marvel movie. I thought I was like, damn, this is a new spice thriller. What the hell is this? You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's just like, dude, it's like everybody's looking at, you know, round corners and through shadows. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this. So, uh, what about you? Oh, no, I, I definitely liked it. Um, you know, coming off of coming off of Westworld where you can't even watch the show, you have to watch everything that. You have to think about what doesn't happen in the show. And it's like this spiritual thing to ha having this kind of spy, you know, figuring out what's happening or who done it, who's who kind of thing. And for those of you who don't know, that's what scrolls are about. They're shapeshifters. Right. And, you know, you start questioning, well, wait a minute. Was Samuel L. Jackson actually Nick Fury in that scene? Was he actually there or was that a scroll? Dun -dun. So a lot of good ways this could go. And well, like, like I said, it does it does seem kind of small. I kind of mentioned that before because in the mm. comic books it was a lot bigger. So True. you know, Captain America could be you know a scroll, but I don't think that's going to happen in this TV show. So um, so I, I wish you know it does look cool, but I wish it was a little bit more grander in scope because that that would make it really compelling. But I digress. Yep. And uh, going on, um, the one-off Werewolf by Nights coming out hyper stylized kind of thing. I think that's just a little playground that they're going to start seeing how far they can go with some of the otherworldly horror stuff. Um, yeah. It's John, to my barber, John, yeah. Shout out to my barber, John. He mentioned that to me. He's like, I don't know what this is about. This is different. I mean, for MCU kind of create a brand and say, Hey, we're just going to put something out there and see if people dig it. And so, yeah, I agree. Something different. Shout out to them. That's a one-off. October 7th is it's going to come out for Halloween, so it'll be good. Um, now we got some news on Armor Wars. Not fil not not begun filming yet. Expected to come out in 2023. Ant-Man the Wasp wasn't made public. A lot of people got an exclusive look, so not sure when they're planning on releasing that exclusive look, but we get to see Jonathan Majors as Kang, and we'll get to see what happens more. Everybody is quiet as heck on this. Um, because February seventeenth, that's when they said the movie's coming out. Um, is that right? That was a copy paste job. Uh, Avengers: Kang Dynasty, February seventh. That seems early. Yeah, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know about that one. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, let's not announce that date. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Well, February seventeenth. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um. So yeah, that's that's still happening. We're still pushing forward with that storyline. 
uh, still figuring out what, you know, phase four and five exactly are going to be about in terms of, you know, how they want to culminate and what their big thing is. So I guess we'll find out more after Black Panther because that's their the next big movie release that we're going to see more from. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see, we can kind of plow through most of these. Oh, one interesting thing, Daredevil Born Again. I was wondering why it's so many episodes. This isn't a continuation of the story. They're rebooting Daredevil. So wow. the name, the name Born Again, they're going to give us their own version of all the events leading up to how Daredevil became Daredevil, how the Kingpin got in. So that's why it's 18 episodes long. It really is Born Again. I get it now. Shout out to them. I mean, you know, uh, well, to the actors that literally reprising their roles, <laughs> you know, uh, the same role and so I'll, it's going to be interesting how they tweak it a little bit so you know i'm a spoiler out there but they've already released the trailers for the new uh you know the second half of she-hulk and obviously we know he's going to show up again and, and you know it looks like there's a lighter version that charlie cox is playing as as daredevil as opposed to netflix so so kudos to them man i mean it's i'm always amazed by stuff like that like here's the actors like yeah play daredevil you know it was it was great i think it's over Someone tapped you on the shoulder. Hey, um, you still want to play Daredevil? <laughs> <laughs> sure. And so, you know, I thought, uh, what has have you seen that before? Like, I don't know, maybe reboots or, you know, uh, reimaginings or sequels. But literally, like, you know, you did such a great job portraying that no one else could fill that role. Yeah. And that's a, that's that's awesome. So so kudos to him. That, that is interesting. Um, so, well, two yeah. characters. I mean, they go Kingpin. Uh, yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio, he's coming back too as a kingpin. So it's kind of like they—they they, just like no one else could do these roles. You guys did such a great job. We well, kudos to Disney, right? We did a great job mm-hmm. of casting you originally. That yes, you know we're no longer dealing with Netflix anymore, but we'll bring it. And I—I I, I would assume and the only one probably didn't work, unfortunately, was Iron Fist. But I think Luke Cage worked, and then um, Jessica Jones worked. So yep. I, I'm assuming they will come back as well. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, we got people in the door. Um, you know, maybe you need some connective glue, throw Rosario Dawson back in there and yeah, mm-hmm. everything's good. All right. Um, also we have little words on Echo. It's still doing its thing, doesn't have a premiere date yet, but it's gonna follow the story from Hawkeye. We have um the Marvel's film coming out, directed by Candyman's Nia DaCosta and featuring Miss Marvel herself. So we're gonna see the continuation of that story. Um, Thunderbolts, the film. Starring Julia Louis Dreyfus as Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. <laughs> I just wanted. I'm, to... I'm secretly hyped for this one. I mean, you saw yeah. the team, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, you got Hawkeye, you know, got kind of, you know, playing the good guy role. Of course, you got um, uh, what's the? I mean, I'm trying to draw the blank. Uh, the sister, um, played by Fran- Francis uh, Florence Pugh. Pugh. Um, she was great, and um. You know, uh, Black Widow, um, her sister, and then uh, the dad, David Harbor from Stranger Things, he's showing up again. Yeah. Uh, the um, what's it called? Secret was it Agent, uh, U.S. Agent? He's coming back. You know, I thought that was a good character. White Russell, who's actually uh, uh, uh what's the actor's name? Um, drawing a blank right now, but um, you know, you know, he's coming back. So I thought that was kind of good. So. I don't know. Is this secretly their um their the shout out to DC um Suicide Squad? This is like, mm-hmm. hey, 
we can uh, we can make your suicide squad look like shit. We gonna come with our team <laughs> and yeah. get all the money. It, it's pretty pretty uh B level in terms of like you're thinking about characters. These are literally side characters from all these other properties, right? So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Could I, I think it's actually can be very good because of that, you know, where you can just kind of do what you want and. As I said, Julie Louis Dreyfus, you know, I, um, I'm, 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 I'm in for this. Oh yeah, you like her? Yeah, yes, I. Well, I mean, I, even if I don't like her, it's like I think she brings a certain presence, or she brought a certain presence already to what we saw in, um, you know, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That teasers, yeah, yeah, it's it's worth it. All right, so uh, uh, real quick, I just want to say I was just thinking about this, you know, you know, my philosophy, you know, Theo's philosophies. Uh, I just thought, like, I think DC is doing a better job, at least with Suicide Squad, of integrating the movie to TV transition. Because I don't know if you saw Peacemaker, which was a direct sequel to um, Suicide Squad. And so I thought there was some good synergies there. So I'll be curious to see how Marvel does that. I mean, it seems like it's it's kind of chop chop. I mean, because they kind of, you know, did uh, WandaVision and, you know, Dr. Strange came out and it was kind of weird why she's acting that way and Doctor Strange and then they did some other stuff so um, so yeah we'll be curious to see uh, and one other thing I'll, I'll leave it at this uh, man She-Hulk is a good show man I mean it's, it's light and easy and airy I know you saw some memes out there for twerking there's a new character out there that people love Madison <laughs> wide yeah. in, but not what you think um, so there's a lot of stuff going on yeah there's a lot of stuff going on there I'll uh, that it's kind of you know airy breezy i kind of i'm kind of digging it man so uh so we'll see how it ends up um you know when they bring in um yeah daredevil but uh yes good good job she hope keep it up all right so yeah that was the the bulk of the hype uh you got anything else from marvel or you want to do one nah let's keep it moving all right so star wars um not too much going on as we said earlier in the news the their only movie prospect got kind of quietly removed from the roster. So we're done with the uh, movies for now. And biggest thing they got going on is the Andor final trailer uh, that came out and everybody's getting hyped about that three episode series premiere on September 21st, right around the corner. Yeah. I'm, I'm hyped about that next week. Uh, but curious, I think there is another movie coming out. Um, Taika Waititi, I think he's supposed to have one coming out here. Um, that's going to be the next one I heard, but you know, I guess they didn't announce that or did they didn't say anything about another movie anytime soon? Uh, did they? I didn't hear any Taika Waititi news um, coming out of D23, so you know, hmm. I don't know. I, he, he's been busy, but after, after uh, Thor Love and Thunder, I'm not sure what his prospect is. That didn't do as well as people wanted. Yeah, the, wow, I'm reading here, it said Star Wars Thor 5 in doubt, following Love and Thunder blunders, so you might be right. Yeah, so you know, it's, it's kind of weird. Um, yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, as I said, we got Ryan Johnson, Taika Waititi, we know the the Game of Thrones guys exited. I don't know anybody who wants to. And if they even say J.J. Abrams coming back to do something, you know, people are going to start throwing rocks at the Lucasfilm lot. I just, 
you know, drive him give to the it, give it give it a Ryan Coogler, man. That dude could do no wrong. <laughs> you know, I, I am I am very certain that's what we're gonna start seeing. Um, you know, because Feige, Favreau, Favreau, all those guys, classic, classic kind of Hollywood or entertainment industry thing where it's like, hey, you're successful over here. Let's see if you can bring that vibe over to another brand, another property. And that's just going to be how it is. And if uh, I mean, you know, let's be honest, he's pigeonhole, you know, quote unquote, the black director, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I think he could, you know, bring some uniqueness to Star Wars. Right. And um, I, I, you know, I would I mean, but but let's, you know, real quick. And I don't know if you put it in here. Acolyte, man, um, it's not on here. But um, you know, it, it has a black lead. I think it's a, there's a, there's going to be a lot of uh, black leads in the acolyte. So that's going to be interesting to see. And it's going to be tell, told from a SIF perspective. So, so shout out to that. So, um, but anyway, I think Ryan Coogler used to bring some interesting. <laughs> but I don't know. You may have a detour where the Star Cruiser ends up in Oakland for like you know twenty minutes. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> all his movies end up in Oakland. <laughs> um. It's the oh man, you know I, it's Ryan Coogler and uh instead of Fruitvale Station, it's a uh, Tashi Station. <laughs> come, <laughs> come through with his version of it, and oh man, it's gonna be it's gonna be deep. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, uh, so we'll see. Uh, are you hyped by Andor? Yeah, man, I like Andor because it it pushes that angle of Mar. I mean DC. Oh gosh, <laughs> Star Wars not being so tied into Jedi and you get to push that other side of the, of the lore. I think that Andor has the potential to really start pushing that angle. We saw what happened in the Mandalorian where it ended up getting pushed towards Jedi. And I wonder if Andor can kind of stay away from that. Rogue one did a good job in Andor's yeah. sequel to rogue one where you kind of prequel. kept the I mean, pre- prequel, prequel, that's what I meant. It was a sequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally can't. Because <laughs> that happens to the main character. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, a prequel to a prequel um, kind of thing going on. Really, really, interesting. Yeah, good point. really interesting to see that. It's like, yeah, we don't know. What so happened. what's the angle they're going for? They're saying, hey, this is the birth of the rebellion. Or birth of the rebellion. So there's oh. a lot of good story to probably mine there. We'll see how they dance around the whole idea. Is it? Is it? And, uh, I don't know. Saul uh, Carrera. Uh, I'm not really well, still that character. Uh, they, they uh, you know, he had a little bit of action going on in in Clone Wars, so yeah, there's some Filoniverse action going on there too. And I think they're probably going to not. I don't want to say stay away from, but not be so concerned with the rebellion as it was officially put together, like from princess Leia's side of things, but you have all these little splinter groups kind of starting to band together and like, Hey, look, we can fight these guys. We can do this. And, uh, you know, cause I wonder how do you, are, are they going to bring in uh wait, was Mon Mothman in the trailer mm. or not? I don't know. Yeah. She was so, there. Okay. Right. That's what I thought. So yeah, they'll bring some of that in, but you got to avoid princess Leia to a certain degree, unless they're going to, this off CG fans. They're gonna have some CGI Princess Leia pop up from the last episode, right? For lightsaber. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, man, but they're gonna pull the Mandalorian. I'm like, why? You know, but um <laughs> just gonna come in with CGI. Uh just let just let it pass, man. Uh uh well, I would just say this hot take, hot take. 
man, we need more nuance with the empire, man. I'm getting tired of these stories of how terrible the empire is, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, why it was neat. It's like, it can't be all terrible, man. Let's just have some some nuance with the empire now. You know, it's getting getting monotonous after oh, 27 years of Star Wars stories. Oh, they they can't be all terrible. I mean, the empire did have a good dental plan. I heard. I mean, exactly, man. <laughs> why would why would Han want to join up with the empire? He's he's joined up with them. So I mean, you know, it's got to be something beyond just you know, you know, unless because it's kind of like. You know, they're not, they're only going to get so bad. It's not, you know, it, now if they were really bad, like Game of Thrones bad, you know, now then you'd be like, okay, now we need a rebellion to go after. I mean, I'm talking about like, you know, killing folk, you know, I mean, killing folks, but that non blood version of killing folks, right? That Star Wars does. But I want to see some like decapitations. That's what I'm seeing in Game of Thrones, right? You know, some, some rapes, some murders, some all that, right? <laughs> Cut people in half, killing babies. I mean, literally, I was watching Game of Thrones, man, get a season two. They had, they ended three episodes where babies were killed. There was like, they killed like a whole bunch of babies in the first episode. The second episode, a 10 year old kid was killed for oh, life. Man. I mean, that's how you make a villain. <laughs> but um, Star Wars would never do that. So if you're not going to do that, then at least create the empire with nuance, right? You know, that's all. Yeah. Well, we're going to have 12 episodes to see what they do with this. So I'm curious as to why they're going with 12 episodes, kind of kind of longer than their eight episode thing. So I guess they plan to hang out here a little bit and, and milk it. So we'll see what happens. We've also got the Bad Batch season two coming with a 16 episode season. Uh, figuring out what happens to you know Omega and uh, and the and the crew there. Um, got Star Wars Tales of the Jedi, some more single standalone parable episodes. I think they're still trying to figure out you know hey what are these what are people attaching to? But these single episodes for Tales of the Jedi are going to show us some some other sides where we get to see some of Ahsoka and Count Dooku. So pretty pretty uh interesting material to draw from you know dooku he had a lot of stuff going on in the the prequel trilogy so there could be a lot there i don't know i'm getting to a point where it's like they're showing these prequels are doing a lot of dead characters <laughs> so it's kind of like do i really care but we'll mm-hmm. see like give a shout out yeah good point there's nothing really new here um well we know where they end up and so it's kind of like I mean, but, you know, breaking, uh, what's it called? Uh, Better Call Saul, we knew where he was going to end up. But the yeah. unique tweak they did there, you know, for those who didn't see it, they just kind of did something else where they showed what happened after Breaking Bad because the, the character did, you know, survive Breaking Bad. So um, so these characters are kind of almost dead-end characters. So I don't know what their arc would be, but um, be curious to see. Yeah, um, and uh, we have a whole new new group of people coming in for this other show called the skeleton crew, which is supposed to take place around the Mandalorian book of Boba Fett timeline. So we'll see what comes out of that. Um, they're just trying to build some new, inf- uh, oh. new ground here. And I'm excited about that. I, I, is it supposed to be like, I hope it's more like a, um, heist thriller, right? That's the impression. I, I mean, impression I got, right. Or have you heard anything about it? Um, I haven't heard much that's that's credible, but you know, um, it's set as I said, set five years after Return of the Jedi. We've got Jude Law coming in. 
Um, it's supposed to be a lot darker than the other other uh, offerings that Star Wars has been coming out with as of late. I don't know what that means, but people are fascinated by it. Um, it's described as a coming of age story about four children from a tiny little planet who become lost in the vastness of space. So, yeah, I mean, stand by me in space. I don't know. I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> okay. Next. <laughs> uh, Mandalorian season three. Um, and then we jump off into some Lucasfilm stuff. You got anything else on Star Wars? We're moving on. No, I'm good. All right. Yeah, we got Mandalorian season three. Willows is uh, going to be debuting November 30th. People have been excited about that. Debuting on Disney Plus, no less. So see what that are, are you? Are you a big Willow fan? Willow Unkford. You cannot. Yes, I, I like Willow. Willow was cool. Uh, it's amazing. It's one of those properties that was a kind of single shot and just kind of lingered and everybody kind of liked it. So I got to go watch some reaction videos because it's been a long while since I really thought about Willow, but it's a good little world, right? I mean, can, can yeah, they build just, a whole world off of that? Yeah, I think they can. I mean, you know, I think it had a lot of potential. There was a video game I used to play. I remember that and um, enjoying that. So I just, but doesn't seem like it just really blew up, right? It was kind of like it, it premiered, it showed up, just kind of disappeared, right? <laughs> yeah. Years, decades. So, uh, matter of fact, I think someone said it, they didn't really find it until it finally popped up on Disney Plus. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll be curious to see what what, what it does. And so, um, you know, shout out to them. I think this is Lucasfilm wondering if they could build another brand really big. Uh, you know, Lucasfilm still is its own kind of entity. It's underneath Disney, of course. But if if Willow pops off and does its thing, they're like, hmm, we could start our own little Lord of the Rings, our own little yeah. Game of Thrones, yeah, right. Disney's version of it. So good point. Yeah, they could. I mean, I could. I absolutely. I mean, they don't really have a fantasy, you know, uh, franchise. So mm-hmm. I agree. This is their their shot at that, which is perfect timing because you know we'll be finished. You know, we'll see how Game of Thrones and what Rings of Power do in the ratings. But um, looks like people are lo- digging them. So here comes Disney. You like your your arrows, your orcs, you know, your swords. We got something else for you. That's right. That's right. Um, so I think we're done with Star Wars and Lucasfilm here. We'll jump over to Pixar. Not too much to say because they have no new trailers. Oh, well, real quick, you gonna skip the big one, Indiana wait, Jones? Wait. Indiana. Oh, oh, oh my gosh, Lucasfilm. Let me let me back up. <clears throat> Old man Harrison Ford is jumping back in the boots, and that's all I want to say. <laughs> man, why? Why? I don't. I don't know, dog. I. Are you are you into like uh, you know, he's bringing back you know Phoebe Waller Bridge and uh, um, what was his name? Bring it back. Was she was she in the in the last one, the fourth one? I don't even remember. Was she a thing back then? With no, uh, that's how bad that's how bad it was. I mean, Indiana Jones was bad. Let's be honest. Four was bad. I mean, they had Shia LaBeouf, who's pretty much canceled now. They literally have, you know, spoiler alert. But look, if you answer the movie, don't watch it. They literally have Indiana Jones surviving nuclear blast, uh, blast in a refrigerator. And then 
the whole concept was about aliens. It was just like, what in the hell is this about? <laughs> so okay. It was so mind boggling. Um, yeah, I was I was surprised they're doing a fifth one with Harrison Ford, no less. I mean, they could at least reboot the character and get a younger guy. So I don't know. Get, man. I don't know what's going on. So, so I think well, there's speculation out there that they're using uh, the new this new character or whatever that Phoebe Waller Bridge is going to be playing as a as you know a, a way to transition into whatever else Indiana Jones is going to be, and I think they're using. Um, Kei Hui Kwan short round as as the the bridge to kind of like hey there's a little bit of old and a little bit of new mm-hmm. and we can just move Harrison Ford out the way so kind of maybe in the same way that you know Star Wars tried to hey let's bring in some old and new we'll bring in the old characters to kind of transition uh I don't I don't know if this how, how old does that work man I mean they tried to do that with James Bond they brought in uh uh, not what's the actress name? Um, I can't remember her name right now. But uh, James Bond, she he there was a double oh seven mm-hmm. black woman that took over while he was reportedly dead, and she was supposed to. Mm-hmm. They were kind of teasing to see if you know people accepted that. Not at all. <laughs> so even though Daniel Craig literally died in that movie, she yeah. would not be getting her own movie. Um, in James Bond, so those never work, man. I mean, I don't know, man. So um, especially now we're kind of out of this uh, Me Too and woke movement. And so people are anti-woke, right? Anti-Me Too. So yeah. any replacement of a white cis male in a movie theater right now, in a movie franchise, is not going to go over well. And so um, that's just my take on it. Uh, you know, and it's funny. I, I don't know how well it goes over just in general. Uh, somebody started sending around pictures of a of Steve Rogers, you know, Black Panther. Um, there was a short comic run where Steve Rogers actually, you know, donned the Black Panther outfit to, you know, because it was just whole, it was this whole subterfuge kind of thing. So, you know, T'Challa was off somewhere else, you know, doing something and Steve Rogers was in there in the suit, in the Black Panther suit. So, yeah, it, sending out that picture just kind of triggered people and it was like, hmm, you know, so I, I don't know how this whole, switcheroo um you know bending thing kind of works which plays off you know what disney's strategy is to make mantles instead of actual mm-hmm. characters that you follow behind wait, so wait wait to bring it back to bring it on back bring it on back man that was 14 years ago when indian Jones and the crystal skulls came out that's crazy that's Eesh. and harrison ford is still playing and he was old then How yeah old man is harrison ford oh you all look man yeah I, he, he needs to play the role that uh, Sean Connery played in the Indiana Jones movies, where he's not like being the action star. He's just some old crotchety archaeologist. So well, if he does you know that. Old, you know how old he is? Was it 82? Well, close 80. Okay. He just turned 80. <laughs> and, uh, Props July, to him. Th- yeah, July 13th. So he's still kicking around. But uh, anyway, man. I digress, but yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot to, to take in here. So, so I'm glad we covered that. So, um, what else you want to cover? <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Pixar, not much is happening over in Pixar and, you know, no new trailers. They've got some, some things coming out, but I think that Pixar's kind of become Disney's little art house or artsy 
animation thing. Um, and I think they're basically pushing everything towards Disney animation and stealing everything they can from Pixar. Like, hey, Pixar guys, you try out the new stuff. You try out the interesting things. And Disney animation is just going to come back and take your stuff later. But mm-hmm. well, we have um, we have a new with this thing called Elemental, where different elements come together. We should see that next year in June 16th. Win or lose, the first Pixar series. So we actually get a series on Disney Plus is coming out in 2023. Um, people are excited about Elio, a fantasy space adventure with some interesting visuals coming out in 2024. Inside Out 2 is coming. So people are happy, happy about that one. Uh, building the Pixar. Yeah, did, you, did you see the first one, Inside Out? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Yeah, me too. I saw my daughter. I was like, man, this is really better than I thought it would be about emotions. And, but man, they, they, they're skimping, man. Mindy Kaling and Bill Hader. I think we talked about that. They don't want to pay them. So oh. Mindy Kaling and Bill Hader. Uh, I think Mindy Kaling played um, Disgust or Bill Hader played uh, a Nervousness or whatever. And so they yeah. were, you know, so I think they were pretty, you know, but I guess their fees are too much. I mean, they're both yeah. what writers and creators. <laughs> so they yeah. have their own TV shows. Like the exactly. movie show for uh, to do a voiceover acting role. You got to pay me, brother. <laughs> hey, you know, voiceover actors, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mindy Kaling and Bill Hader. No one's gonna. A lot. I don't think a lot of people are gonna miss them. No. If you had like a, if you had like a Tom Hanks kind of name for like Toy Story or something, you know, you'd miss that. But yeah, but but be honest with you, I mean, they are names, and so that could help you know sell the the movie. They were out there on the press junkets, so but yeah, but but as I said, this is this is Disney taking cuts from Pixar, I, I believe, where it's like, and yeah, we're not supporting you as much as you would like us to. That's um, they got the new Ijawu series, Watch You. I'm sorry, uh, Afrofuturist inspired. Oh, wait a minute, this came under. Pixar. I'm not sure it's actually under Pixar because uh, we have Zootopia in here too, uh, which is Disney, I believe. All right. Um, Strange World is coming out. Wish is coming out. But we're not getting a lot of this stuff from, um, we're not getting a lot of this stuff like really pushed. No new trailers, no big push for it. It's just kind of information that's out there. Uh, we talked about Iwaju, a series. Uh, Afrofuturist inspired animated series set in Lagos, Nigeria, made in collaboration with the African entertainment company Kugali. So this is the Disney's first collaboration with an independent studio in a hundred years. So that's interesting. Well, I love it. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens with the the guys over at Pixar and Disney Animation. I think there's an interesting, not necessarily kind and happy relationship there but we'll see what happens with it yeah um i think the guy who started pixar didn't go over and create like skydance and they're trying to do some animation stuff over at apple tv they had a, a show called luck that just premiered or it's coming out on apple tv or apple you know streaming and but there's supposed to be another one that's supposed to be really good that's coming out there um so yeah pixar man yeah unfortunately you know it, I, I think uh that brand is just not staying as strong as it could be. Yeah, let me move uh let me move Zootopia over to the Disney section. That got mixed in. Terrible with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
what's next? What's next? Let's go over uh, to Disney proper, right? We got um, Hocus Pocus 2. Finally, everybody's all excited about the live action Hocus Pocus 2. I was never big on Hocus Pocus, but a lot of people are. So I don't know why, but hey, it is what it is. I think it's a nostalgic thing. When did the first one come out? That's always interesting. Check it out. But uh, 90, there you go. 93. Yeah. yeah. That's a generational thing. You know, Big you were like, you know, 10 years old and now you're what, 28? <laughs> you're like, oh, I got to go. Yeah. Let's see this. Or 22. Uh, you know, shoot, no, you're almost 30. You're 30. So you're just like, hey, this is something I want to see again. So I think that's what it is. Digging in the crates, man. You know, when you watch anything you watch when you're nine and 10, it just stays with you the rest mm-hmm. of your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also backing up, uh, Iwaju, not a Pixar property, by the way, just to okay. clarify that. Um, Gotta be specific. Yeah. You know, no, when I got this information, it was just kind of all, all jammed in there. So, uh, Iwaju, uh, that's why, you, that's why the folks listen to this podcast, man, get that, that, real cutting edge editing and real insight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah. Also uh, strange world is a Disney property, not a, not a Pixar property. So even less on the Pixar docket. Uh, We got, we got disenchanted live action follow up from 2007's enchanted. So yeah, that's like, uh, that's almost another 20 years away. Right. Yeah, good point. That that's the movie that made um uh is it Amy Adams? I thought it's um shit. I gotta look that up. Maybe it is. Um that that made her a star, man. I mean, you know, she came out hard. Yeah, Amy Adams. And that kind of, you know, she sang and danced. Patrick Dempsey was in there, I thought, and but you know, he did okay for himself. But other than that, that was it. So yeah, good for them. Yeah. Um we've got a We've got a, a Disney is weird, man. Uh, they got this. They got this show coming out called Wish, um, mm-hmm. and it's going to tell the story of the star from the Disney logo. So, I, I, you know, you get to a certain point where you're like, "Wow, we're so big. We should tell a story about wishes." And hey, our logo is big enough to get its own story with songs from julia michaels and you know, like what okay i don't even know that well technically i think that logo is the princess's castle with the stars there to your point and tinkerbell's around so i thought it was about tinkerbell so but i read it and i was like oh wow this is literally about a star okay <laughs> yeah so um but yeah it's uh not too much information on that um but uh, yeah, it's 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 for uh, Disney's hundredth anniversary, so that's the that's the whole deal with that. Love it. Um, what else we got here? Back to oh, well, something I'm looking forward to just out of just to see what they're doing with it. Haunted Mansion, a live action uh, movie. You heard about this one? Uh, I wasn't, but once you put all these names on here, I'm checking for it. I'm checking for it. Yeah, so based on the based on the popular ride that's been Disney Parks, we have a a, a cast chock full of interesting people. Uh directed by Dear White People's Justin Simeon. Uh so they're doubling down on their um you know, making racist white people mad kind of thing by yeah. <laughs> picking the director from well, you know, I mean, 
a lot of a lot of people were like, "You're white people." It just sounds racist. Like, why? Why are you talking to us? Talking down to us? What do you be, do? To be fair, that that movie you seen it, right? Mm-hmm. That made Tessa Thompson a star. So there you go. Very true. Very true. Um, great in that. Matter of fact, she re- she showed up in the. Did you watch the television show on Netflix? No, no, I didn't check. I didn't really check into that. I kind of peeped a little bit of it and was like, okay. No, I'm digging uh, it, man. I, I love it. I think it's um, you know, it's just really good to see smart black folks on television, right? You know, just how they articulate and stuff. And uh, yeah, obviously they have new characters, you know, playing you know the same tropes. But Tessa Thompson shows up in there. She's getting a different role. <laughs> yeah. Show, so it's good. Yeah. Um, she showed up in Westworld, too. Sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 wait, 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 real quick. I got to say this, this, man, this is so funny. Matter of fact, I'll probably put it in the show note or in the, the chat window. I saw her and Michael B. Jordan show up in some cheesy cyber, cyber security commercial. Oh, I, I saw it? Yeah. You that? Yeah. What is up with that? <laughs> Dude, that was like, I think that may have been the first or second ad that I clicked on in 2022. Um, because it, it, it showed up as an ad at the bottom of my screen. And I was like, yeah, stupid ad. But hey, is that Michael B. Jordan? Is that Tesla? Hey, hold on. Let me click this ad. And yeah. Same here. I was like, is this a movie? Yes. I was like, oh, I'll check that out. This might be a good movie. I. Something's going on. They must have some stock in that company. I'm, I'm going to get to the bottom of this one because this is <laughs> weird. Well, yeah. number one, they, they were in Rocky together. I forgot about that. But still, I mean, it's like, they're too like, I'm like I mean, you know, if there is, quote unquote, an A-lister, they're up there. But okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what I didn't realize is that it was from Amazon. And I did see the ad on Amazon Prime. So... Interesting. Uh, okay, it's a campaign, so it's not really an ad. It's more like an awareness, kind of like um, okay. Well, yeah. you know, I know he's all in the bag because Amazon produced his movie, um, uh, Michael B. Jordan's yeah. movie. So good for him. Okay, nah, I ain't mad at him, dude, man. Yeah, it's it's funny seeing these people just in. I like I like that term in the bag, where it's like, no, nah, no, nah, we work with these people. We're over here getting their money. Um, they sign the check, shake some hands, and say, "Are we on lunch? Are we on for lunch next week?" I'll be there, you know. And they stay in the bag, bro. They in the bag, man. They in the bag. So, so, so as a let's run through the rest of this list real quick for the uh, haunted mansion uh, people. Written by DV Devincentis. Devinc- eh, that's a that's a name. <laughs> DV Devincentis. <laughs> Devincentis. See, see, <laughs> you've got the sin in the middle. <laughs> yeah. DV DeVincentis. I think that's it. All right. Katie Dippold and Guillermo del Toro. Ooh. Uh, Rosario Dawson's coming in. Lakeith Stanfield, Owen Wilson, Tiffany Haddish, Danny DeVito, Jared Leto, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, Chase Dillon, Winona Ryder, Dan Levy, and Hassan Minaj. Yeah. I mean, okay. Sure, let's check it out. I mean, the, uh, I, I mean, I guess didn't they ever have a haunted mansion story with Eddie uh, Eddie Murphy? I thought they did one previously, but uh, let's let's do it again. Uh, yeah, basically. Um, what I'm wondering is, you know, how this 
if you do something like this with you know a big enough push do you start like changing the likeness of all the characters in the haunted mansion ride to reflect what you saw in the movie i, I suppose they will but we'll see um i love how they just have so much to dig from oh yeah <laughs> but yeah Ed, eddie murphy did a uh, haunted mansion in 2003 so yeah i'm looking at it too i'm trying to see who was in it uh okay uh, terrence stamp you know that's zod but uh yeah, nobody, you know. Oh, Ryan Gosling was in this? I must have been in his mm. slumming days. Early Dutch. <laughs> yeah, I mean Jennifer Tilly, but yeah, it was it wasn't it wasn't like uh it wasn't like this cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a big cast, so uh, yeah, I mean, you know. I you know, I, you know, but I think what we've seen is like these Disney ride movies only do well as like someone embraces it like Johnny Depp did. I mean that Pirates of the Caribbean should not have been as good as it was, and he made that movie, and so that's why he's beloved, and it's probably why he won his case against Amber Heard, because you yeah. know, you, I mean, you know, I think about this all the time, and as an actor, as you could just make people love you for one thing, one time ever in your life, you're eating for the rest of your days. Like we were, me and my wife were listening to, uh, uh, what's it called, satellite radio. You know, that still pops mm-hmm. up now and then. You know, too short. He's got his own little radio station somewhere, you know, and he's over here talking yeah. about he's called rap. I mean, like, dude, you're like 50 something years old, man, still beefing. And then you got Shantae, Shantae, you know, showing up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> talking about it. They got her own. So it's like, you know, one hit. I mean, yes, there's some people can transcend and continuously have hits, but it don't matter, man. Just get one. So I say all I have to say is like, uh, you know, if you can get a, uh, you know, Johnny Depp could get, you know, a great role. From you know, to Price of Caribbean, somebody from this cast can have a great role in um, Haunted Mansion. I, I'm waiting for the Chief Stanfield to kind of really blow up. I always liked him and uh, all the stuff he appears in. Even in, um, what you think of that? The Harder They Fall. Did you you know we both checked that out, right? What you think of that show, that movie? That's all right. I mean, it was like everybody was like on 100, weren't they? It's like everybody was trying to do the most. And it was entertaining, but it was like, ain't nobody just chill, man. <laughs> I'm just like, I am. I'm, I'm gonna be the best, like the RG crier. I like him. He's the, he shows up in that rap shit show. He yeah. was like the guys. I'm gonna kill that. Like Team Camp is. I'm the best ever. The Team Stanford was real cool. Everybody was just, what's the name? Uh, Regina King. Uh, yeah, she had like an accent or a lisp or something going on. It's just like they just like the most. Hey, let's just. I'm gonna have a patch. I'm going to have a lisp. I'm going to walk like a peg leg. You know, yeah. like my backstory is I came from, you know, the gutter. And so it's like, what's the movie about, though? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Um, So we'll see. Yeah, anyway, I know I go off on these tangents, but I, I just think that it's just very interesting to kind of see if Latif Stanfield could be that character, actor that makes the Haunted Mansion worthwhile to go watch. You know, yeah. that's all. So uh, we got Lion King prequel coming out in 2024. Tells the story of Simba's father, Mufasa. With uh, we got Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner returning as Pumbaa and Timon. Well, it should, it should be hype. That's that's one of those properties that I don't think they'll take lightly. So it should be a big deal. Yeah, you know, were they the best thing about the first one? I guess they were. I mean, wasn't? I mean, it was basically beat for beat recreation of the cartoons or the animated movie. So, you know, we'll see. 
Yeah, I don't know. But like, I don't know who's looking out for a story about Simba's father, you know? It's like, yeah, exactly. Like, dog, dog, weren't you that floating, uh, weren't you that floating face <laughs> in, in the clouds? <laughs> don't nobody want to see you anymore. Stay in the clouds, dog. I don't know. Well, by his dad. Maybe something happened to his dad. And he became- oh, oh. <laughs> Wait, what if there was like an Easter egg? Uh, he actually looked behind the cloud of Mufasa. There's another cloud above him. <laughs> That's his father. That's the father. And behind that father, there's another father. I mean, but it's the circle of life. It's the circle of life, right? It's so exactly. It's, it's, it's this track. It's this track. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we'll see more about that. Um, and when I was talking about the uh, the Little Mermaid, I actually broke out all the 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 princesses, right? The Disney princesses, like, okay, so who else could have been a black princess that would have been interesting, if not the Little Mermaid, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought about, hey, what about Snow White? Looked it up, boom, Snow White live action, but it's got a Latina in there. Aha. Um, played by West Side Stories, Rachel Zegler. So, and this is funny. It doesn't appear just to be a thing. Um, people are saying that this is going to be interesting because they're trying to actually ruffle up the story a little bit. And based on the line, who's the fairest of them all? And it's like, uh, I'm the fairest and I'm brown. What's happening? Da-da. You know, so it's, it's directly kind of challenging that idea. Mm. So we'll see. <laughs> sure. yep all right so uh yeah i think we covered everything uh disney proper um you got anything else for disney proper or can we plow through the rest of the randomness that happened at d23 yeah let's just plow through all right um 20th century fox nothing happened over there um i got avatar right that's gonna be huge i mean yeah but that, that was it basically so are, are you an Avatar fan? Are you hype about it coming out this year? I like Avatar. My only thing is under Disney, it's like, how do you get how do you get air in there, man? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, everybody's struggling for, you know, to breathe. And it's like, guys, we're we're Avatar. It's like, you shut the hell up, Avatar. We're doing things over here. We got we got Indiana Jones. He might die soon. You know, it's like, all right. Well, yeah, so Black Panther comes on November 11th, right, 2022, and this one comes a month later. So, yeah, that's pretty close, Avatar, to wear the water. So that's pretty close. But, I mean, they're two different things, and there's a lot of fans, man. I, You know, I don't count James Cameron out, man. I mean, he's actually directing this, too. I think this is one of the first movies. He didn't direct um, Alita Battle, you know, Battle Angel at all. He just produced mm-hmm. it, but... Um, this is one of the first movies he's directed, I think, in a long time. So I never count him out, man. I mean, and, you know, there's a lot of fans. I mean, I've been, we've been going to Disney for a while now. And that ride is, is fire, man. That Avatar. Wait, ride, wait. So. What? I, I'm a bum. I am a, a bum. In in my hit. Oh, my gosh. What's wrong with me? Um, I'm tired. I was thinking Avatar with Aang. And I was like, why is this? No. <laughs> See, see, that's the same reason why this, this, yeah, <laughs> right. Avatar. Sorry, no, this is big business. <laughs> James Cameron's Avatar uh, with the blue people. Yes, not to be yes. confused with the guy with the blue arrow on his head. 
Yes, yes. Good, 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 good catch, man. Good catch. Uh, so yeah, so I think, you know, there's some fans out there, man. So it's going to be huge, but um, Black Panther too. So I think they're going to, yeah, and they're both produced by Disney. So to be so close together, they may cannibalize each other, right? Somewhat. So we'll see. Mm. Yes, you know, because what, you know, what happened is this, uh, you know, after all the black, let's be honest, all the black was going to see it. Everybody loves it. But yeah, it's going to be, you know, we might get some repeat viewings, but then maybe Avatar comes out and that just pulls people away and they want to see that more, right? Because they want to see, they want to be transported to that unique world. So we'll see. Yeah. So um, that's, uh, that's not, yeah, you said a month apart. We've got um, November 11th for Black Panther 2 and then December 16th. Yeah, I mean, maybe if they're trying to take over theaters, I don't know what else has happened. I got to check my theater listings to see what what all is coming out around that time. But shit, ain't nothing coming out, man. Matter of fact, you know, it's just so sad. There's mm-hmm. really nothing down theaters, man. I love, I'm, I'm yearning to go to theaters, just get a break for two hours. Ah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not a really big horror fan, but I was so tempted to go see that movie, uh, The Barbarian. I heard it got decent reviews. Oh, but that's. That's it, man. There's nothing out there, man. Yeah. It's bigger. Right, when these so, movies come out at the end of the year, it's going to blow it up. Yeah. So that pretty much does it for D23. Um, there's some other Disney Plus stuff because, you know, Disney Plus is going to keep making content and trying stuff out. The Muppets Mayhem, High School Musical, The Musical, The Series uh, is coming out. American Born Chinese, a new series that's coming out starring stars from uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Michelle Yeoh, Stephanie Su, and Kehu Kwan, another Disney. So he's back. Short Round is back in the mix. We got good for him. He's out for like decades, man. Yeah, that's just doing, ran- doing a little random stuff here. If you look at his uh, IMDb, he's like, uh, I wrote for this. I was the background guy for this. I helped with the effects on this. Just a lot of random stuff. Not front of the camera behind the camera in the production seat just all over the place random stuff nothing big though so glad to see him back in the mix um percy jackson and the olympians uh, a lot of fans of that like a little cult following so uh featuring a y- much younger cast than the original film so we'll see that in 2020 i mean low-key that was actually pretty good of all the ya's it was it was up there with um hunker games i mean it wasn't as vicious but um, you could tell they really thought through the story, right? You know, it's basically, um, you know, everybody's uh, related to, you know, a, a Greek god, right? <laughs> so Percy, I think his uh, father was, uh, who's the king of the sea? Um, Poseidon. Yeah, Poseidon. Neptune? Yeah. yeah, or Neptune, one of those. You're right. I always get confused between Greek, uh, Greek and uh, what's the other one? Roman. But um, yeah, so, and you know, they would go on these journeys and trips and they always had, you know, they were trying to build up mythology. And I think I watched the first one and thought it was kind of interesting. So, um, so good for them. So keep it going. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would have been, um, that would have been the Olympian. So Poseidon, not Neptune. Same guy. Uh, Proud, we got a Proud Family reboot coming in February 2023. Once again, man, courting that courting that a uh, black dollar. They're trying to get the black kids on um on Disney Plus. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I was I was older when it came out the first time, but did you check it out? The problem, yeah, uh, you know, it's something that came on. I kind of watched it and enjoyed it. Thought it was cool. Grandma made me laugh. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. So that, that was, that was nice. Everybody look up proud family grandma. You'll see what I mean. I liked her. Um, Brie Larson's got a docu-series coming out. Uh, okay. I don't know what that's about. That's why I said that. Uh, not sure what is going, what's going on there. Um, they have three upcoming Christmas specials. Um, Best in Snow, a snow sculpting special. Okay. Pentatonics. Um, and the I remember them. Nut- oh. I remember them. Yeah, oh. those, yeah, those acapella group. They just, they would sing all kinds of stuff. They were like, you start off as a college group and it right. blew up. Yeah, go check them out. All right, I'm got the, the hip hop nutcracker. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to think of Disney doing a hip hop nutcracker. But uh, I'll see. Well, I, we saw. I think I told you we uh, the kids and I saw this Disney Channel movie, uh, Sneakerella. That was kind of interesting. Oh, right, right. Cinderella, but it was you know from a guy's perspective who's the sneakerhead. Yeah, so, that was kind of cool. It was right. it was hip hop. It was hip hop. Oh, okay. I'm down for it then. <laughs> uh, down with the kids. <laughs> Uh, we got the Santa Clauses. It's a series based on the Santa Claus, which uh, once again, man, they're keeping those crates open. I love it, Disney. Uh, but you know that was that's that's an awesome premise. You know, when I even what? saw the movie, it's such a simple premise. You know what the premise is of the Santa Claus, right? We'll break it down in the movie. Yeah, uh, high level. It's basically um, it's a contract. And if you do, if you do something, you know, actually sign it or whatever, you become Santa Claus. <laughs> so it's a clause. So it's not really, a, you know, you know, the what we thought of it, but it's actually a contract. Yeah. You have a contractual uh, obligation to be Santa Claus. And so, you know, you can get out of it or whatever, but, you know, and so I thought that was kind of unique, interesting take on it. Whoever came up with that, I thought that was like pretty ingenious. So every, anybody could be Santa Claus. And so it made it more open, but it also, you know, lends itself to like a TV show like they're doing now. So, so kudos to them. All right, cool. Um, also, we got the, the National National Treasure bringing it back for a series uh, with Catherine Zeta-Jones, but no Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I didn't get into the first one. So did you watch those at all? I didn't care for them. Yeah. I started into it. I was like, man, I ain't watching this. And then <laughs> It's almost like low end mummy stuff, you know, it's like I thought I watched the first mummy, I was like, uh, it's got diminished returns. <laughs> yeah, I actually I actually like the the premise, you know, where you can get your your kid or younger skewed version of um uh what what's that Dan Brown book? Um The Da Vinci Code and Yeah. You know, you can kind of go in that weird direction. But you know, is this going to get pushed at the same time as Indiana Jones now that Indiana Jones is in the mix? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens. We also have Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Um, they've been around. Uh, they're non-MCU heroes. So we'll see if Disney tries to kind of cannibalize some of that action like they did with Pixar. But that's a long play if they're going to do that. Remember Freeform? They used to have a lot of stuff. They did... Um... Uh shoot, I'm drawing a blank now. Um what's the light? The, the the characters, they were um dark and light. Um they had like uh man, I can't remember the broken dagger right now. Yeah, cloak and dagger thing. Let's see you good, man. Cloak and dagger, they did a cloak and dagger one. Um they did uh some other stuff that I liked. So they were trying to do some stuff outside of uh you know 
before they had, of course, uh, Disney Plus. But um, so this is sounds like a lot of that, um, you know, freeform stuff that they're trying to experiment with Marvel characters on. Okay, well, uh, well, Cloak and Dagger was a Marvel property, but I, I know what you mean. It, it wasn't. It was on freeform. Yeah, it wasn't on like you know Disney Plus or you know it wasn't you know part of you know the Disney. Marvel kind of like property. ABC. Yeah. And ABC had some stuff, right? They have, you know, your favorite show of all time. <laughs> it's ages of shield. <laughs> hey man, season the ghost rider season. That's all I'm saying. Watch that season. You'll be, you'll, that's all you need to watch. Everything else is, is uh extra, but yeah. I don't know where moon girl and devil dinosaur came from. So I, I don't have any history on that. Why? Why would you be a devil and a dinosaur? That's a, I actually like that idea. Why you thinking that? Oh, oh, okay, oh, okay. They're non MCU, not necessarily non Marvel. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur are Marvel, but they're non MCU. So we'll see. We'll see how that turns out. So okay, no, I'm sorry. Your, your cloak and dagger reference was very appropriate. I thought this was a. I didn't know. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur were Marvel properties. All right. Um, yeah, they got some documentaries coming out about the Detroit Youth Choir. Um, that's interesting. You know, Detroit used to be the world's richest city. Like really? in, the, in the 20s, when, um, when uh, all the industrial production was happening, there was just so much money in Detroit that it just, as a city, it was the richest city. Like, wow. So look what happened. <laughs> Maybe I'll move out of California uh, before it turned into Detroit part two. Hey. <laughs> um, so I just think it happens. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me see. There's Big Shot season two. I didn't know there was a Big Shot season one. Uh, uh, yeah. Basketball coach. Yeah. Cool. Girls basketball right. coach. Do get. <laughs> do ye kama aloha <laughs> so i don't know if you ever remember doogie hauser old property they reimagined it to doogie hauser i mean not doogie hauser doogie kama aloha now we have a season two we'll see more about that yeah. from doogie Pat. hauser yeah oh, that. it's pretty good kids like it so all right um is it is it like is it tense not tense, but is it kind of ha- have a serious undertone like Doogie Hauser? Oh, well, you know what? Um, I take that back. We didn't see all, we saw like snippets, but we, we're going to okay. check it out. But I, I don't know the exact contents of, you know, how, but, you know, it, it's very similar premise. I mean, uh, but you're right. Doogie Hauser, I used to love that show, man. You know, do, 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 you know how it began. <laughs> he would yeah. type his little, at the end, he has a little, little journal. He would write at the end about the lesson yeah. he learned that day. So, yeah, yeah. good for him. Yep. Um, Prom Pact is coming. Uh, Disney Plus comedy about a girl obsessed with going to Harvard. Who instead? Oh, real, real, real quick. I, I just, I'm just thinking about this, too. Neil oh. Patrick Harris worked so hard to break that. Because that was a great character, right? And that was a great show. And he could have been typecast. I mean, he was for a long time, right? That's Doogie. Yeah, that's Doogie. But he works so, I mean, literally what he had to do, learn magic, uh, you know, set, sing and dance, <laughs> play yeah. villains. I mean, he, uh, he, he's done everything. <laughs> yeah. And then played a womanizer as a gay guy on a show for like six seasons in How I Met Your Mother. And he finally kind of broke that, 
you know, Doogie Mantle, but man, he had to work so hard to get out of that boy. Props to, uh, yeah. Props to Neil Patrick Harris, man. Um, yeah, I, I actually liked his character in, you know, the matrix four, but not that I liked the matrix four, but I was like, that dog got, that dog on Neil Patrick Harris. I was about to call him Doogie when I sat down because he was playing a doctor or mm. of sorts as oh, okay. like therapist. So I was like, Ooh, are you, are you stepping back into the doctor role? But yeah, uh, you're right. I don't think he's played any doctors in that role that made him famous. But, uh, I mean, dude, the dude worked hard. I mean, kind of like, you know, who's another actor that's like that that's doing working hard like that. Um, what's his name? Uh, the guy who played, uh, uh, what's his name? Harry Potter. Okay. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe. He could have been super tight cast, right? He's a child actor. He worked yeah. so hard. You know, he's been in uh, Oscar movies, TV shows. He's playing World Out Yankovic coming up. So, um, so yeah, man, it's, it's amazing to me. Some some folks, you know, just typecast and just chill out, man. Some people say, hell no. <laughs> I'll do whatever it takes. <laughs> Get me out of this. <laughs> yeah basically um and we've got uh under wraps too don't even know what under wraps is but it's a comedy coming out and uh, it's coming to disney plus september 30th right around the corner uh fourth descendants movie uh people love their descendants so you know i'm not gonna knock it it's got a familiar disney face china and mclean who is not chinese by the way uh, you don't, you don't, you don't know her. So yeah, you don't have kids. So I, I know exactly who that is. <laughs> no, I, I, I looked, I looked her up. I looked her up and said, ah, okay, her. Um, yeah, she's definitely a familiar face. Yeah, she's been around. She plays uh, Uma, who's Ursula's daughter. So, and the descendants, you know, it, they're all descendants from villains. So, but yeah. um, yeah. Matter of fact, my daughter dressed up there as there was one one Halloween. So, so yeah, man, look at me. I get it all, man. As you can see, I, I have a, I contain multitudes. <laughs> Real quick, man, I'm, I'm wondering because I looked up China Ann McLean and I was like, hmm, Ann McLean doesn't sound Chinese, but she got the name China. Um, I, you know, her, her mother and father, you know, I was like, okay, um, mother's name is Chantel. Well, okay, you know not she's just she's just uh not chinese she's, she's black and then I, I started thinking you know are there any like are there any chinese kids that get named like africa oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know or you know you come with some chinese families like hey here's my daughter kenya you know or kenya or something it's like just doesn't happen so i thought that was just interesting uh prop uh yeah, she was also on Black Lightning. I don't know if you watched. Do you ever watch anything? Yes, Black that's Lightning? right. That's that's where I mostly remember her face from. Yeah. Do you do you watch Black Lightning at all? Yeah, yeah. I watched the uh, first two seasons. Yeah, I try to watch it. With my kids, I, I can't watch this with my kids. <laughs> it's too adult. I think we yeah, they drop they drop some stuff in there. I was like, oh wow, this is deep. And so um, I think I made it all almost to the first, but uh I, I liked it. I don't know. Was, I, I like what they were doing with it. Let me just give it, you know, give them props for that. So uh so they were trying to do something interesting and different. So yeah, uh yeah, they went through four seasons. So I, I have not picked up on season three and four. I think I had planned to watch it on yeah, something happened with how I was supposed to watch it, and then it just didn't happen. Maybe I thought it was going to show up on HBO Max, but we know about that. 
shoe story started by the same creators who did girlfriends. <laughs> so uh, Maria Brock Akil, she does a lot of writing and stuff for different things. So, but yeah, she's been around forever in the day, the game right. and stuff like that. And finally, Raven's Home Series Six. See what? Yes. yes, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> uh, that was sarcasm from uh, Theo there. No, kids are. They are. <laughs> the only other thing that would make go crazier would go, would be uh, Henry Danger. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and it was a day I came back for Casey undercover, but that's never. Yay! that yeah we covered it man that's the dump that is the roundup the dumps the everything going on uh so so really quick before we round this out so how are you feeling about disney and their and their slate their lineup their push what what are we what are they doing what's happening uh i mean disney gonna do disney man i mean i don't think it's anything unusual i mean they got so much content I thought the interesting thing that came out of that was that uh, that there was some rumors that Bob Chapek was trying to rebrand himself at D23. Now that things are kind of on the other side of this. So he came out with, you know, not the suit and tie, but looking a little bit more, you know, uh, down to earth. He took some questions. He did like six, seven interviews, you know, at D23, trying to, you know, round him out as a person. And uh, but, you know, he's still not seen. You know, because he got some booze when he was up there at D23. So oh, it's kind of interesting how he's, yeah, he's trying to brand himself a little bit differently. Because um, now he's getting some successes and, you know, he's got, you know, he's been there, what, almost three years and, you know, he's got extension. So, so yeah, we'll see. Um, jury's still out, but he's making money, you know. And I mean, if that's how you judge CEOs, he's doing his job. So um, he's just not inspiring, you know. He's not inspiring mm-hmm. right now, but, uh, you know, we'll see. You know, we'll give him some more years, but uh, kudos to him. All right, cool. Well, that's it. Uh, that's it for the dump, man. The dump was dumped, man. So, everyone, look, we went a little bit long on this one, but hope you got some great content out of this. We'll put it out there on the Instagrams and the iGrams, all that stuff. Um, maybe not real. We'll talk next week of why real suck right now. <laughs> so, there was some news that came out about that. But, everyone, thank you for your time. Mr. Benja, always great speaking to you. So we're going to leave it there. Please like, subscribe, and comment at Show Versus Business on Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Listen to us at Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit us on our website at Show Versus Business. But if you want to hear us live, check us out at around 9 Eastern, 6 Pacific. Wednesdays on IG Live at Mr. Benja doing his ADD live experience. And check us out as we do the news weekly. Mr. Benja, have a great one, man. Peace. Thank you for listening to Show Versus Business, your weekly take on pop culture. Please subscribe to this podcast at Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please like and subscribe to our Instagram page, Show Versus Business, to get exclusive behind-the-scenes takes and upcoming episodes. Talk to you next time. Finish him!